sound like I'm doing a, uh, like, uh, doing like a uh, John Spencer type thing there with that kind of, that kind of feedback coming through. How's this sound, Mike? Very good. I'll take that. It's an honest answer. It was not lifeless, but it was not, oh, it was not, it was not given, uh, it was not a snow job either. I know where I stand with an answer like that. I'll take it. Thank you, Mike. How are you tonight? Doing okay. So again, straight shooter. He's not, uh, he's not singing the blues, but he's not, he's not, uh, not giving me a snow job either with the answer. Not snowing me. Right? That's the one thing with you. Not the one thing, but one of the things with you. You're a straight shooter. He tries to be. That another. Another straight shooter answer. Not, oh, I know I am. Even though I wasn't braggy about it. But he acknowledged it to be true. Straight shooter, man. Get a guy like that. You'll, you'll take a page from his book. Study. That's what it means to be a, 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 a decent person. Well, decent is a, decent is a very malleable term. Now he's a decent guy. Good old AP Mike, huh? Well, it looks like the best show has to begin at some point. So let's begin it now. My friends, we have an exciting program for you tonight. Kevin Corrigan is going to be in studio. The actor. Something equally as exciting, if not more exciting, is that I can tell you that tonight's episode of The Best Show is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. You try Squarespace over at squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW at checkout to get 10% off. That's Offer code best show over at squarespace.com to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And now the best show officially begins. Show it to 
the best show, back on another Tuesday night installment. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the program tonight. And we have an exciting show for you. Thrills and spills and, and all sorts of things. Kevin Corrigan will be in studio, the actor. And uh, it's going to be a grand old time, the way uh, entertainment used to be. Before all these it got polluted by your your uh, your uh, by your what your uh, your uh, all in the families, right? The hard hat. It's a show where they make fun of this hard hat. Still, I know I've said it a hundred times. I will never grow tired of thinking about Nixon ranting in the White House about All in the Family, about a show making fun of hard hats. Might be time to bring back the hard hats. Guys up on ledges eating sandwiches, a hundred stories up, which didn't happen. I believe that's as staged as can be. That one photo they took once of guys. How could they eat up there? It'd be so windy. Like every day they just took their sandwiches. Where'd they keep, first of all, where'd they keep their sandwiches? Secondly, they all just lined up on a beam together. Really? Couldn't have gone back to the structure to eat. They weren't worried about getting blown off. I call, I call fraud, uh, fraud on that. That was a photo op. Those hard hats out on that beam. You lower them down. You guys can't go down. It's lunch. It's, you can't bring them down to eat lunch? You gotta make, what, what are they? Dogs up there? You wouldn't do that to a dog. You'd bring a dog down to eat his lunch. But no, you hard hats, you eat up here. Geez, boss, we'd sure like to, uh, sure would be nice if we could, uh, come down. It's, uh, we're a mile and a half off the ground. It sure is windy up here. Don't know how I'm going to eat this, uh, what would they be eating? Chipped beef? Clams Casino? Like, what's old food? Old food. Clams Casino. Like. Before we get started, let's talk about the music. We, uh. Yes, and someone just sent the link saying it was a publicity stunt. Thank you, Human Clock, who is a guy. If you've ever seen a picture of me with this dog holding a little, uh, uh, puppy, that's Human Clock's dog. Freddy, named after the character on House of Cards, I believe. Freddy, nobody does a better Frank Underwood than Julie Klausner. It is one of the most iconic photographs of all time, but it may not have been as impromptu as previously thought. Yeah, no kidding. 
They're 80, 80 years ago. Yeah, these guys are sitting up there, smoking a cigarette. They're reading, reading, like they're, what are they reading up there? Oh, that's as fake as can be, that thing. Because they're all crowded together also. Thumbs down. That photo, that that crowd, look at those guys, those hard hats. They're not even wearing hard hats, they're wearing newsboy caps. These guys. That's another thing that makes it fake, unless they didn't have hard hats back then. Did they invent plastic yet, when this picture was taken? Music. What did we just hear? Oh my goodness. We just heard the raining sound from their album Shattered. song Never Coming Home. That's as great a song as Greg Cartwright has ever written. And he's written a thousand great songs. The Master. Oh, Greg Cartwright can make anybody cry with a song. And that's on Merge, their most recent album, Shattered. Raining sound. Before that, Chrome Cranks. Their debut album has been reissued by Hozak. And we heard Dark Room. Good stuff going all the way back to the 1990s. Chrome Cranks. Got Bob Burt on drums holding it down as always. Who did we hear before that? Who did we hear? No bunny? We heard no bunny before that. Lizard Liars, taken from uh, uh, an album, uh, came out. Uh, Secret Songs is the name of the album. No bunny, uh, most recent album on Goner Records. Can't go wrong with no bunny. It's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I love it. Good music. The phone number here, 201-332-3484. And uh, as you might or might not know, the uh, the Sharpling and Worcester tour rolls out to the West Coast. The attack comes west. The dynamic duo takes their routines to the following cities. We announced them last week and the tickets are on sale. They went on sale Friday and they're selling. So don't sleep on this man. Seattle, August 27th. We will be at Numo's Saturday, August 29th, Portland, Oregon, Doug Fur. Thursday, September 3rd, San Francisco, Great American Music Hall, and Saturday, September 5th, Los Angeles at the El Rey Theater, Sharpling and Worcester Live. You can find out all about these shows. Go to Stereolaughs.com, Stereolaughs, L-A-F-F-S, dot com, slash tour. And you can click right through to buy your tickets. The shows sell out, man. Don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on this. 
who knows when the party train comes back to uh, the, the West Coast. You don't know when. I don't know when. Maybe never. Anybody good here, Mike? Anybody fast? The phone number. 201-332-3484. Let's get some ladies in the mix. I'm going to ask early. Going to ask early. No... No more gray paint, huh? How about that? No more gray paint. Let's get a point. Yeah, stick a point on it if you're going to call, right? You stick a point on on your call. Get some uh, some uh, some goofballs up in here. Characters, colorful folk. Let's get him on. 201-332-3484. All right, here we go. We're going to go to the phones and see what we got cooking. Boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. All right, here we go. Let's try. Mike said two. Let's go to two. Best show, you're on the air. I'm calling the best show. Go listen in the car. It's going to be great. You're calling the best show. I'm, not, I'm on hold right now. I'm going to do the best call of all time. It's going to blow his mind. It's going to be so good. that He's, he's going to turn the show over to me. Yeah, oh, way better than he can. Who's this guy talking to? I sure can. All right, I'm going to... Oh, oh shut up. I'm the next Frederick from Hollywood. Or that guy, what's his name, Don from Knoxville? Guys are turkeys. This guy's really teeing himself up. I gotta find. Best show, you're on the air. Uh. Am I? Yeah. Uh, Who is this? You're on. Oh, hey, Dom. Um, Hi. Uh, big, big fan. This, uh, this is uh, Newbridge and Richie. Oh no, this is uh, Newbridge and Richie. Richie and <laughs> Richie and Newbridge. No, it's Richie. It's Richie and Newbridge. Ricky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, uh, what, uh, what? Your phone is your uh, uh, Ricky. What's going on? Oh, good show. It's well, it it kind of was. Now you're kind of call. You're calling from a not great phone line. You were. You're not. You're. You're. You it seems like you don't have anything to talk about. Um. Uh. The, the basketball games were are good. Yeah, the basketball games are good. You watching the NBA Finals? 
concentrate. You can't concentrate. No, no. What do you want to talk about? Well, you called me, Ricky. I, oh, no. Oh, no. What? Hello? No. What, what is that? Oh, no. Yeah, my khakis have two horns and a werewolf. Why? <laughs> so, Ricky? Oh, I guess that was it for Ricky. Wow. Not a, not a high watermark for Ricky from Newbridge. Hey, Dudio, can you throw the air on, please? And I call him again. His name's, his, his given name is Jason. But apparently that's not the name he wants to be known as anymore. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, uh, what's his face on, uh, on, uh, Breaking Bad? Uh, Walt Jr. He wants to now be, it's like his, his Flynn is, he's, this is his Flynn calling, he wants to call Dudio. Walt Jr. Remember Walt Jr.? Oh, the gang from Breaking Bad. Bring them back. Prequel. Wait, they already are doing that. Pre-prequel. What about that? A pokewol. Breaking Bad in heaven? No? Or hell? Walter White tries to go from hell to heaven? I'd watch that. Right? No! He's always like, he's always going, no! Who's good here, Mike? One. Is this going to be lively? Not particularly. That's always a great sign. Let's see what we got going here. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hey, this is Seth from Prospect Leopards Gardens. How are you? Seth from where? From Prospect Leopards Gardens. You had a caller last week, Jesse, who said she was from Prospect Lest- Lester's Gardens. But we are actually, we are here. We do exist. Uh, it's Prospect Leffert's Gardens. Spell it for me, please. Leffert? Uh, Prospect, and then Leffert's, L-E-F-F-E-R-T-S, mm-hmm. Gardens. Okay, and what Prospect is... Prospect Leffert's Gardens. All right. What neighborhood and, uh, What neighborhood's that near? What is that near? That? Uh, Kickball Heights? Where is that? It's, uh, it's by the park. Um, it is on the other side. Uh, it's like Park Slope is on the west side mm-hmm. of the park. We're uh-huh. on the east side of the park. So it's between Kickball Heights and Cocaine Gardens? Uh, well, we're about the same size as Prospect Heights. Uh-huh. That's, uh, Mike, uh, the screener, had asked me how big we were. and uh, yeah. so I th- we're look, th- look, I think it's a great idea that you, you rub the exact location of your neighborhood at anyone, whether they're asking for it or not. I think that's a char- it's a charming touch to, yeah. to just declare, rather than just say, any old sap can say they're from Brooklyn. You're telling yeah, me pretty much, you're giving me like a, telling me where you are within like a three block radius. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, I mean, the reason that I called is because, not because Jesse got the name slightly wrong, 
but she said that we were on the wrong side of the park. Yeah. And so I, I just didn't know what exactly that meant. What, what is the wrong side of the park? Uh, you know, so you know, that that, that kind of rubbed us the wrong way a little bit. Well, Jeepers, I hope you guys can uh, – I hope you've really uh... – kind of rallied together over the past week maybe you talk to your uh, pastor or, and he could just bring a sense of kind of communal organization to uh to the whole thing that you guys oh. really took it on the chin when someone got the the exact uh, geo tracking of where you are wrong oh we, we how long have you been in brook how long have you been in brooklyn let me get let me see if i can guess let me see if i okay. you, let me see if i can guess with a okay. swing of one year, you've been in Brooklyn for for five years. Uh, no, I've been in Brooklyn for eighteen years. Eighteen, 18 years. years. Well, you are way. You've been there way too long to be clinging to uh, to regional uh, pride like that, my friend. Way too way long. Too lo- really? You're, you okay. should be past that. You should be past that. That's a good point. Uh, uh, what, what's, no, the, what's the end game with it? What What are you trying to? Is a little. Is it braggy what you're doing? Uh, yeah. Well, no. We have a lot of pride here in our neighborhood. This is a kind of neighborhood where you walk down the street and people say hello to each other. We recognize <sighs> each other on the street, and so you know, we do actually. We we talked about this on our on our little uh, Facebook group. So we you asked Facebook. if we had a, oh, a little sort of powwow, and we actually yeah, uh, we did. We did talk about yeah. it. So. Uh, I, I think I'm the the representative. Well, calling in. You, you're living on a you got it. You're living on a regular Sesame Street there, my friend. Sounds like I just paradise so. on earth. Thank you. You just you're you're way too into it. Way I, too I, into I, it. I am. I am. I sell T-shirts. I sell neighborhood T-shirts. Also. What? Oh, so. Neighborhood T-shirts. Just the, for the neighborhood. And the tood that you would give someone from like the 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 suburbs or or what uh what what you would refer to as a uh, uh, justified country. The you know what I mean? Cuz for no. you it's for you it's your neighborhood then it's justified country, then Chicago, then a whole <laughs> lot of justified country. What what is justified country? Then Los Angeles. <laughs> right? You know, Justified Country. Like the show Justified. Oh, I haven't right? seen that. I heard it's yeah. very good, though. You, everywhere you look, if it's not Brooklyn, it's Harlan County. It's Har- oh, Har- Harlan County, USA. As far as you're concerned, it's all Justified Country. Um, that that may be, I have to cop to that. That may be true. I don't leave the neighborhood much. Um, I hope you get of- some good. You you deserve some some Justified-styled goons showing up in your neighborhood. Right, <laughs> right, Mike. Who should he get? Who should he get? Who, who do you want to send? You who should he you get? Want to come? What's that? Boyd Crowder. Right, Mike. Hey, AP Mike. <laughs> it's me, Boyd Crowder. Um, Martha Clinton lives in our neighborhood now. Oh, I'm sure she's super happy you're saying that on the radio. <laughs> I'm sure she. You're going to get kicked off your little Facebook group. I probably, probably am. That was probably not the best thing to say. I, um, you got to cool. You got to cool down, my friend. Go do go go somewhere else. Go build a barn. Help help others. I don't know what to tell you. 
You're selling neighborhood T-shirts. You're like, you know what you are? You're the guy. You 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 are teed up to be like the town in in uh, that first Rambo movie when <laughs> Rambo, Rambo came through. Yeah, if Rambo came through uh, Lefford Gardens, you 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 tell him to turn turn tail, right? Go the other way. Well, oh, first blood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd like to think that we would uh, that our version of Rambo would have a happier ending. Yeah, you know what they call a reboot. Now you deserve a Rambo running loose in Leffert Gardens, right? I, um, I don't know. You and your you and your 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 local cronies all wearing your Leffert Gardens T-shirts. Um, we don't want your kind here, Rambo. Right. <laughs> so where would Rambo be from? From Park Slope? Or no, he's where, from where? wherever Rambo was from. He's just walking through. Uh, you'd be on your walk. You'd be on your walkie-talkie. Uh, is anybody uh, noticing this guy coming down the street? Uh, he definitely does not look like uh, he's from Leffert Gardens. Uh, should someone go out and talk to him? Over. I, you're, you're cutting very close to the truth. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put on my uh, the t-shirt I made. I'll put on the <laughs> I'll put my t-shirt on. I'll go talk to him. Can I get some backup on that? Over. Um, should I give Jesse a t-shirt? Now you deserve. You, you, you deserve. You deserve to look out your window. You see a guy walking through. You tell him to turn around, and it's Rambo. Then he right. uh, then he just does, he goes he goes Rambo on your whole uh, community, right? Okay. Then you see another guy walking through, and you, you give him the same business, and he turns into the Hulk. It's Bruce Banner. He smashes the whole thing up. Leffert Gardens. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Goodbye. Get off my phone. What's wrong with that guy, Mike? Right? It's strange. To be that into it. Yeah, too much civic. Thank you. Look, I want to start doing the show the way, uh, uh, like, I got to start doing the show the way where it's like, my name is Tom Sharpling. I'm from New Jersey, the greatest state in the United States. Like, I could do that, right? But I don't. Because I'm a citizen of the world here. I, I I saw uh, the, the, the I see bands do that like uh, Ben Gibbard does it for Death Cab for Cuties like we're from Seattle Washington and then everybody cheers if I'm just like but I don't but he doesn't tack any kind of like the greatest place in the world onto it I could I could start doing it. I'm from is the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm from New Jersey, the greatest city, the greatest, the greatest state in the 27th greatest country on the planet. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. 
Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Start doing that. What do you think? I might. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is uh, John from Regina, Saskatchewan in Canada. John from Saskatchewan. What's going on in Saskatchewan tonight? Uh, it's a lovely summer's day. We're just, you know, waiting for rain. That's uh, that's, that's about all there is. Saskatchewan, it's really flat. So you're waiting for the rain, huh? Mm-hmm. Just waiting. Pretty dry. Yeah, waiting for mm-hmm. that rain. Well, this is uh, apparently it smells like dust. Here is what mm-hmm. somebody was traveling through told me. So yeah, well, that's, this, yeah. Is a, this is a five star call. I'm glad you. Uh, Waiting for rain. Anything else more boring you could talk about? It's literally the most boring thing I could ever think of. Just sitting here um, waiting, very... waiting for the rain. What? What, what do you got? Um, what do you got for me, buddy? I actually have a, a Burton Cummings uh, from the Get oh, Who is okay. uh, coming out with a book of poetry. Okay. Tell me more. Uh, the title of it is The Writings of B.L. Cummings. No. Yes. He calls himself it's on B- his Facebook page. B.L. Cummings? B.L. Cummings. Man, everything's on Facebook now. The Leffert Gardens uh, community thing. I wonder if that guy's going to be the joke of that of that Facebook uh, little, little group tonight. Right? Is he going to be like the laughing stock? You shamed our neighborhood. Start. You shamed us. to get some wicker man treatment, right? Put the bee bucket on his head or whatever that thing was. <laughs> artisanal bees, they'll, uh, they'll right? Put some, some, memes. some artisanal bees on his head. <laughs> Give him the treatment. Wicker man. Artisanal wicker man. So what, what's going on? So Burton Cummings has a book of poetry coming out. The guy from Guess Who. And the Guess Who were a band who had the song uh, American Woman. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What other they hits? Got, uh, these eyes. These eyes. Right? Yeah. These eyes are crying. These eyes have seen a lot of love, but they're never gonna see another love. Right? Like I had with you. That's a that's a good song. Classic scene uh, featuring Kevin Corgan actually in Superbad. What? I just put that together. Well, how about that? You. Are the master of the Segway. That, oh, is, that was, that was, that was, uh, I tell you, you don't have to, if, if, uh, if you could bring the rain the way you just brought the Segways, you'd be the king of Saskatchewan. Right? <laughs> if you could make it rain the way you just made it rain with Segways, you'd be like a god up there. <laughs> I will remove the smell of dust. From our community. That's a wheeze you got going there. How many packs do you smoke? Sorry. How many packs a day you smoke? I, I just quit in, in October. How many were you smoking before that? Eleven a day? <laughs> with that, with that wheeze you got going? So I'm, I'm trying not to, to overpoweringly like, laugh on the phone. I don't want to. It was like Muttley. You sounded like Muttley there. <laughs> remember Muttley? I do remember Muttley. Yeah. He was yeah. cool. 
wacky he, races. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he didn't mind when his boss his boss took a hit. Yeah, nah. good in for us watching that. Yeah, you know who reminds me? Mutley is like the AP Mike of uh, of wacky races. <laughs> loves it when the boss takes it. Loves it when the boss eats it. Laughing <laughs> it up, right? Uh, uh, supposedly on the team, but laughing it up when the boss turfs out. AP Mike. Well, Mike can. Mike can speak English, though. A.P. Muttley. <laughs> A.P. Muttley. Wait, he left. I was just told Mike left. He did not like being called A.P. Muttley. <laughs> Muttley is. Somebody just wrote on Twitter, Muttley is great. Yeah, no, we all know. Best character. All right, buddy. You're a snooze. No offense. But uh, we're going to move on. Fair enough. Yeah, it is fair enough. Best show. You're on the air. Yes. Hello. It's you. The person on hold who hears the show and they're wondering if it's their turn. It's you. Say something. Yep, you're closer. Say it. If you're on hold, say something. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. Just in case. Yeah, it's you. Hey, Tom. This is Brandon from Chicago. Really? I just have a quick hello. Yeah. Hey, Brandon. What was that? That was just. I was, I'm just telling you. I'm from Chicago, and I have a quick story about Billy Joel. I well, can I ask what the what what do you what did you think was going on when you called in? What did you what did you think that was? <laughs> what I I don't know. I probably because I had the other. I had this show on, and it uh, was an echo. Not really sure. Mm-hmm. I've never heard you like introduce yourself to a listener before like that. So I was I wasn't sure if that was Mike or if that was you. I should have known. That. Goodbye. You you earned that. You gotta get you gotta you gotta get dinged on that one. Leave me on hold like that. Let me tell you guys about something. Uh, have you ever tried to? Uh, Build a website. Have you ever tried? It's hard. I have no idea how to do anything like that. To do anything with technology beyond my grasp. I don't know how to do that. Coding? No, I don't know what coding is. I try to do stuff with uh, computers, building websites and stuff. It ends with hours of frustration and and, and, and uh, me being sad and mad and then having to just end up getting somebody to clean up the mess that I made. But thank goodness for Squarespace. Whether you're doing a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else in this day and age, you need a website. And Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. They provide simple Powerful and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level with no coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, they also have state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in Squarespace too. You cannot beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. 
24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code BESTSHOW to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the best show. That's squarespace.com. Use the offer code BESTSHOW and get 10% off your first purchase. And that is what you do to support the best show. And we thank Squarespace for their support of the best show. Squarespace, build it beautiful. One more thing I want to tell you guys about. Fantasy sports. You know I love fantasy basketball. Well, there are other fans. There's fantasy baseball, fantasy football. Did you know that there's fantasy golf? Did you know that? Earlier this year... DraftKings crowned the first ever fantasy golf millionaire. And with golf's second major starting next week, DraftKings is at it again with an event that's even bigger and better than before. Two and a half million dollars are up for grabs and another millionaire will be made. DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy golf site where you could win huge prizes every tournament. So whether you're a total golf enthusiast or just looking to try another fantasy sport, DraftKings lets you experience the game in a brand new way by playing to win a million dollars. Just pick six golfers, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. This is the biggest one-week fantasy golf contest ever. The event begins with the tournament. So choose your players before next Thursday's tee-off so you can experience the celebration of a lifetime on Sunday night. So here's what you do, my friends. You hurry over to DraftKings.com right now and use promo code BEST, B-E-S-T, to play for free for a shot to become a millionaire. DraftKings.com, enter BEST, DraftKings.com, best to play for free. Did I mention DraftKings.com? Promo code best? I did. Now go do it! I'll bring my guest in in a couple seconds. Who here is good, Mike? Anyone? Four? Four. Let's see who's on four. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hey, uh, this is Heather from Portland. Heather from Portland, Maine. What's going on in Maine tonight, Heather? Uh, or Oregon, actually. Portland, Oregon? I know. What's up in Portland, <laughs> Oregon tonight? Oh, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's gorgeous. It's summer. It's, it's really, really hot out and lovely. Um, I, uh, I was, I was calling, uh, cause I wanted to talk about the Entourage movie. We will talk about that later, but give me, give me your yes. opinion. Give me a, some rate. First of all, just give me a straight up, straight up rating. Uh, one I, to ten. I didn't never... Five star rating. One to five stars 
allowing for quarter stars and half stars? I give it one quarter of a star. What? I, I didn't see the show ever, but I went because I thought, oh, this will be a thing. It'll be, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll be something funny. And it's, oh my God, I, I live in Los Angeles. I don't understand, like, anything about that culture, I guess. So it didn't make it you feel like so... you were at home again? It made me miss, you know, the, the buildings and everything, but no, no, it didn't. It didn't make you miss guys like Liam Neeson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was one moment, um, but I, I don't know if I want to, like, can I, can no. I who should... Look, I know you want to talk about the Dom cameo, but let's let people be surprised by it. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> no, well, g- g- give me the initials of the, give me the first initial of their last name, the person you want to mention. Uh, G. G. Give me a better hint than that. Uh, the, their initials are... are- they're they're um they're from Kyle Gass was in the uh, Kyle Gass was in the movie. Did you just curse? No 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 no. Come on, keep it clean out there in Portland. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Kevin I'm Garnett. Was didn't, Kevin didn't... Garnett in the movie? It was Kelsey Grammer. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, um, I I thought th- during his scene, the the whole thing I felt like could have been saved if at the end of it when he's walking away he had just tripped and said, "Oh dear Lord!" like he's falling off the stage. Well, look, I would have loved nothing more than if he was just like, <laughs> if he was in That's- the if he said, uh, "You have to realize, Ari, I uh, a lot of my reasons for coming to." Uh, Marriage counseling come down to my time when I was a child. I'd pretend that I was in It's a Small World and, oh, good lord. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, that would have been the best thing about that movie. There, it was just everything about it. It, it didn't make you sense. You loved thing. it. It was like commercial. It didn't make sense. Commercial. Yeah. No, it was just like, oh, there's sense. a tequila company, but they're drinking Budweiser the whole time, and they're... You know, he he wanted to be like a studio head, but then he, what did he even end up doing? Like being the production guy? Look, you don't question it, Heather. You just roll with it. Just like you're driving up, just like you're driving down Sunset Boulevard, right? It's got to be like one of the boys, right? Or the girls. I'm overthinking it. (laughs) There's no girls in that movie. Sure there were. Well, okay, I mean, they're like, what? And like, even three, three of them were wearing clothes. <laughs> it was a very, I thought it was a very progressive movie. 20% of the women in it were were wearing clothing. So, it was very, I thought it was, uh, I thought That's the movie generous, was, a, it was a feminist statement. <laughs> I wasn't expecting anything groundbreaking there. I guess I, I was just, I I couldn't believe that was actually the whole movie. I, I thought maybe there would be something else Sometimes to it. Sometimes it goes down. Know. Sometimes that's how it yep. happens. 
that that's it's it's one it's one layer. Yeah, that's it. All right, Heather. I we'll talk more about it later. I don't want to. Uh, sure. No, no, no. I, I I'm sorry. I was just I, right. I couldn't. That's all right. It was the highlight of my night, but I had so many questions. After don't worry. It and and uh, but don't worry, thank you, Heather. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Have a good you have too. a good night. Bye. Would someone out there please uh, bring my guest in to the studio, please? Somebody wants to talk about the the Aerosmith rock and roller. There's a rock and roll roller coat. We talked about it. Yeah, on the, we talked about it on the. the oh, good heavens! That's you, Mike. Hey, Mike. I see what Kevin's uh, got in his hand there. Your your drink of choice, right? How's that? Can you hear? Can you hear? Yeah. Yep. There yeah. we go. Well, uh, I need some level. <laughs> I need some level. <laughs> I can't quite hear myself. There. Oh my goodness! Look, it's Kevin Corrigan in the studio. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, now I can hear it. You hear better now? Yeah. Good. Uh, wait, now it, keep, it keeps going up. If I get really close, it's not a problem. That, if I sit back... But if you go, I, yes, I yes that, that mic requires you got to get up on it. I'm gonna. There you go. How are you? Um, uh, good, good, great. Even better now. Well, thank you for coming to the studio in its secret location. Pleasure. You, sir, have a new movie out. It's called Results. It is. And it's good. It's really good. It's oh. great. It's not good. It's great. So you've seen it or you just... I saw it. ...saying what people have been saying or... Oh, I saw it. <laughs> not that. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, I'm just... Just trying to jump on the... the parroting the, <laughs> the, the, the word on the yeah, street. Yeah, exactly. I'm just parroting the... Yeah. No, I saw it. It's great. Oh, Thanks. It was, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's on demand, right? People can get it on demand. Uh, well, I think it's in demand to a degree. You know, there are the people who like it and the people who don't like it. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to watch it to determine whether you liked it or not, you can go and check it out on demand. Yes, you could. And, uh. The, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh. Demand your MTV. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's how far back I've regressed. Waiting but out there. They never said demand your, it was, I want my MTV. No, he, Pete Townsend said America, uh, well, he said demand. Did he say demand? He did. Okay, fair enough. I, I stick to straight, uh, Adam Ant rules. With that, he said, I want my MTV. You know, it's kind of like, you know, the original founders of acting. You know, they all broke up. Mm-hmm. They all started at the group theater, and then they all believed the same thing at one time, and then they all said, actually, I think I have the best idea about what we're doing here, so I'm going to go off and form my own school. Uh-huh. So Stella Adler went that way, and then Lee Strasberg went that way. And, and uh, Adamant went. Adamant, no. you know, Went and did his thing. Yeah. When you first heard Adam Ant's name, were you just like, wait, it's Adamant. 
Like, like the word? Like, how long, did you ever realize that? I didn't ever catch on to that until just now. Yeah, it, I realized it very recently. I saw it written and I was like, oh my goodness, it's the word adamant is his name. How did I miss that all of this time? Mm. Now, this movie results, it's, uh, it's directed by the dude who did uh, uh, Computer Chess, Andrew... Uh, Bajalski. Yeah. Bajalski? Bajalski. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I knew it was Andrew in the first, began with a B. Well, it was Andrew Ant, but now <sighs> it's, it's Andrew. He, he decided to go up in the... In the, 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 the uh, <laughs> in the uh, alphabetical hi- hierarchy, or okay. go down. Uh huh. I don't know how from A to B is that up or down? That's that's down. I down. think. Okay. If if A starts us off, let's say it's sideways. <laughs> it's, okay, it's sideways. Um, that movie, uh, Computer Chess. That's a that's. Did you see Computer Chess? Yes, I did. I thought it was really bugged out. Yeah, I was freaked out by it. It is kind of freaky. It, it gets especially well towards the end. It's uh, yeah. You don't realize it's going where it's going. No, and it. Uh, he shot it all on these old uh, video. Yeah, like uh, cameras from like the from like the eighty from the early eighties. So it's it's actually filmed on on things from the era, and. Uh, so when you saw that when when you heard about results, had you seen Computer Chess? Did you did you come to this thing through the lens of having seen that already? Mm-hmm. Meaning yes. And you were you uh, with with something like results? Are you just taking the leap with this guy, being like, or do you, or was there uh, was it a matter of trying to get into the the script and figure the whole thing out, or are you just like, I'll do whatever it takes to work with this dude? Sometimes it is a leap of faith, but not with Andrew Bajalski. For me, I I, I, I was ready to go uh, wherever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't even know he was he was writing it. Although we had discussed certain ideas, uh, we wanted to work together, and, and uh, we did have an idea a few years ago, and um, it kind of it just. We, it didn't come to fruition, and then he, you know, we just went our separate ways. And and in in the intervening uh, years, two or three, he he wrote this script result and then sent it to me. And and I mean, the version that he sent me is the version we we made. He never, I, I don't think he rewrote it that much, mm-hmm. if at all. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's a it's a. Because all like a lot of things seem to be about just like like obsessions with 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 like working out, yeah, fitness, and, and just like little communities of 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 just like existence. Well, having done the, this like recent press tour with him, mm-hmm. I, I you know kind of absorbed a lot of his sort of uh, rhetoric about about the movie, okay, or or commentary about the movie and. And he talks a lot about uh, the uh, optimization of of uh, you know this trends this trend toward you know optimizing everything, upgrading everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I you know he also says he was trying to make a a, a a script that could incorporate 
myself and and Guy Pierce. Uh, you know, something that was like plausible enough to put the two of us in a movie together. You know, the, the idea that uh, apparently that we would never be in a movie together. <laughs> uh huh. Um, which I never thought. I never thought I'd work. You know, like I, I, there are certain people I've worked with, maybe a handful or less, where I was like, "What am I doing here with William Hurt?" Yeah, and suddenly you're like. We're co-workers yeah, now. Yeah, someone just decided to like throw us in a scene together, and uh, and I felt that way about working with Guy, uh, too, in a way. When you're in those things, and everybody's bringing like their energy, everybody's got their own, their own like things. They cycle at whatever rate they cycle at, and they have their energy going. However, their energy goes. When there's like those collisions of of styles, like. What is that like to have to like navigate through that? Well, I just want you know my <clears throat> goal was to to just be as relaxed as I possibly could, without you know the aid of of drugs or, mm-hmm. or something you know. Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. I, uh huh. Or I just didn't want I like that's always been a thing of like just <sighs> relaxation. You know, there's a whole class that you have to take. Mm-hmm. And you go to acting school, relaxation class, you know, mm-hmm. there's advanced relaxation. It's, it's like a getting all that tension out of you because supposedly, you know, any, any sort of residual tension in your, your, any part of your body is going to get in the way of you having an emotion outwardly. Okay. Okay. Which is the, the lifeblood of, uh, method acting. <laughs> that's, and that's why that's the part that separates people who can act from people who, think they can act like the t- the few times i've had to do things on camera kevin corrigan uh i uh have i'm o- like i felt like it's like look i'm barely okay if i have to say a thing but the absolute worst part is having to stand there when the other person says a thing and try to act like you're not like you're just natural that is the true like listening seems to be the hardest part of acting to just stand and let someone say something to you. Yeah, without going, huh? <laughs> Afterward. Or, or to just keep like shaking your arm and like just like keep adjusting yourself nonstop and be like, unless that's what the character requires. Well, that's what the teachers when you go to acting school are always telling you. Like they're jumping right on you. Like, look at, your, look at your knee. Look at what your knee is doing right now. You mm-hmm. know, like someone's got a, like a nervous habit. And, uh-huh. and, and you don't know these things. Like, you don't see yourself doing that. Yeah, you're like, well, it's just something I do. Why yeah. do you do that? You got to address that. And it keeps getting stripped down, like Before the layers of the Before you can onion. begin to interpret this character. You know, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stripped, stripped. You know, there are other ways to perform without uh, going to all that trouble. You don't, yeah. you don't have to be relaxed. Some people prefer to be, you know, really tense when they work. Yeah. But that's how, that seems like... And we like those be. people, too. Yeah, sure. But it also seems like it might be not the most envious thing to be that person because they run hot. Should we want to? Should we want to be that person? Yeah, uh, before we go see their movie or read their book. I think we should want to be us, right? Don't you want to be the best version of you? Uh Aha, but... 
You're supposed to be the character or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, anyway, I always thought it was always about imitating people. Yeah, yeah. And, and I never got over that. Acting okay. school never beat that notion out of me. Like the 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 urge to. They would say, "Stop being De Niro. Uh huh. Stop act every time you do. Every time I'm going to call out De Niro. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop the scene. Yeah. And we're going to start over again. And you're going uh -huh. to stop that. Yeah. And but then, I, I never did. Because then what it kind of comes down to is like, is it really the worst thing if there are two Robert De Niro's working? <laughs> like, like what would what would be so wrong? It's not that? like they're calling out saying that you're acting. It's not like George Hamilton, like you're doing George Hamilton. Like it's like no, I'm. You're calling out like one of the best actors going. You're saying that sounds like a compliment to me. Absolutely. I, I, and, I mean, people used to tell me, oh, you, you know, uh, I've gotten this walk-in thing, mm -hmm. you know, since I was 17. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I, I didn't appreciate it because I was doing De Niro. Uh-huh. Every time anyone said, you know, uh, uh, you, you're giving me Christopher Walken. I didn't, uh -huh. I didn't really know who he was. Yeah. Uh, and then I started like catching up on his movies, and I okay. and I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're right, they're right." I got, I kind of have that. Uh, what is that? What is that thing? It's a New York thing. It's a nasal thing. It's energy to burn. I think sometimes it's like it's like not with me. I have no energy. But it's it's a but it's like a it's like a it's like a like a pebble in your shoe kind of energy. <laughs> like 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 I'm irritated. But I'm not. Maybe I'm not going 100 miles an hour. But I got something that's like making me a little twitchy right now. That you might not, you might not want to get on my bad side. Yeah, there's there's a kind of an aggravation that comes with that sort of like you know I, I like I mean I've always like Alan Arkin and mm -hmm. Charles Grodin and 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 they definitely have they, those are, there's a irritability. Yeah, you yeah. know that's part of their essence. That's uh, you know we get a a, a, a vicarious laughter out of it they're at the expense of their pain and their aggravation yeah yeah i, I mean because those were like the first everybody talks now about the the kind of the cringy humor where you watch somebody suffering in a moment and and you just don't you know the kind of thing you want to look away from like like ricky gervais did not invent that i mean it's like if you look at uh like if you look at uh, like Heartbreak Kid has a like watching some of the scenes in that are as cringy as can be. You can't believe that this human is navigating through this life like that and being that terrible and seeing it through or like like Charles Grodin in like uh, real life is like that watching him <laughs> collapse on camera. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very specialized kind of thing. So was De Niro the first person that you've kind of felt like who made you want to be an actor? Like, was there one person that, that just, or one role that well, made you want to do that? Was it, De Niro certainly was, became like a, like Elvis to me, you know, like just sort of all encompassing, you know, uh, uh, presence in my psyche, yeah, uh, like with a lot of actors, and mm -hmm. uh, uh, especially from New York. 
but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if the he's 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 uh spread that vibe everywhere you know he's yeah. just like but I, i've been realizing recently that uh i grew up you know two inches away from the television mm-hmm. and watching carol o'connor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in his living room yeah uh, on on all in the family and it like that was an actor i knew his name when i was seven yeah, or yeah. eight mm-hmm. or, or at least i knew his character's name mm-hmm. and i more than anything i just I, I was familiar with his energy all my life, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and uh, long before I knew who De Niro or Pacino were or Brando or the Beatles or anything, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of like that guy. He had this kind of like, a, uh, if you don't mind, Tom, I, yeah. I really want to give this a try. This is Carol O'Connor yeah. reading David Patrick Kelly's part in The Warriors. <laughs> That's the guy who went, Warriors, mm-hmm. come out to play. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Okay. This is when they go into the candy shop, and, and, and that guy, David Patrick Kelly, has just gotten the, you know, the word that you know, they're closing in on the Warriors. He's yeah. really excited. Yeah. He starts throwing packs of M&Ms around to the other gang members. And then uh, the, the one guy's like, hey, w- hey, man, this is – we're going to get in trouble. And, and then he this – is, this is Carol O'Connor. Replying to that coward. Okay. No sweat. They're looking for the warriors. Remember? We could do some looking too. Or to make you feel better. That's my uh, Archie Bunker impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about all this like acting and yeah. stuff like that's all that really kind of comes down to in my mind is is mixing and matching all the voices i've heard and all the attitudes i've heard yeah. and, and felt too like mm-hmm. yeah i get it. i get i get where that guy's coming from yeah yeah and it's like you think about the amount of work carol o'connor accomplished in a chair like he was pulling that thing off like there was no physicality to so much of it oh. it was a guy just Doing it with with his face. They should make a, a statue out of that and put him right there, like next to the the Lincoln Memorial of the chair, the Archie Bunker in his chair, uh-huh. next to Lincoln in his chair. <laughs> I think you just pitched a pretty awesome movie, actually, <laughs> or TV series. I don't know what that would be. Link a Bunker. It would be. Uh, <laughs> it would be uh, Lincoln Bunker. Yeah, yeah. It would. That's what it would be called. Um, and, and you know, the guys who made that statue, mm-hmm. the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, they're from the Bronx. Really? And that thing was made in the Bronx. The Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, you guys out there, you check that out. See if I'm wrong. So then they put it. So it went down. So there was a point when that thing went through, like down ninety-five. Probably. Yeah. Like. You ever drive that drive down ninety five? Yeah, Kevin? I've driven down it. I've driven up it. You know, uh, uh, I've. Uh, what are you, What are your opinions of the rest stops along, like uh, uh, Maryland House? Have you ever stopped at Maryland House huh. on ninety five? It was a, it's the giant one in the middle. It's like it's right after you get through the 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 tunnel. I think it's right after you get through the the McHenry Tunnel. I've been there. Yeah, but now. Delaware. 
It goes under water. Does it? I think. But I, Del- Delaware now. You go over. You go off the Jersey Turnpike. Delaware House, right there. As soon as you get off that thing, they're trying to. They're trying to just. They're trying to take that business from Maryland. I mean, Maryland House is going to go uh, belly up with this Delaware House. Well, they can still sell fireworks, can't they? But not at the rest. And none of them are selling those at rest stops. Do they do that anymore? Fireworks? That's what I remember about driving up and down the the ninety five. You know, uh, like the, all, all like these, Pennsylvania, like the, the availability fire? of fire. Yeah, down in like uh, Virginia and South Carolina, North Carolina, everywhere. Yeah. You know, after a certain point, there'd be a. Uh, and exit fireworks every 50 miles. Yeah, yeah. And it's the like right on the state line. They're just selling fireworks. Like south of the border. Yeah. That that resort. Yeah, which is it's actually in South Carolina. Yeah. And you for people who don't know cuz people around the world are hearing this show, Kevin. This is this is worldwide. This is not local. This is not WBAI or some Local station. This is worldwide. There's a guy in, in Tasmania who calls this show. And there's people. We got, we've got the world. The, you have the ear of the world tonight. So. I, I guess I'm relying on, I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, uh, you know, we export American culture everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, uh. But there's a thing called South of the Border where we're, we're we are what? 12 hours away from south of the border right if now, we probably. we left right now. We'd get there. In and, 12 hours. Yeah, it would be a 12-hour drive if we all got in the car. Um, and But these billboards, they used to start in New Jersey. I used to see billboards in New Jersey, south of the border. And your whole life you grow up south of the border. And you go, you go to this thing. and fi- So it builds up this mythology, south of the border. You could be at south of the border. About five, six years ago, my wife and I are driving down, and we're seeing the signs, and we're just like, oh, my God, we, this is our first shot at south of the border. We're going to be able to see south of the border for the first time ever. And we pull into this thing, and it is the biggest garbage heap. <laughs> it looks like it's barely in business. It's like... It was like a, like a, like stores selling stuff covered in dust. And it was like, this is my whole life. What I went waiting to see this thing. Have you ever been to south of the border? Myself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? Well, I'll tell you this. I, I went to the fireworks store mm-hmm. at south of the border and it, the, the fireworks did seem like they had a lot of dust on them. Uh, <laughs> Um, by, by comparison to the, to the the fireworks further, you know, up the ninety five yeah, at places that aren't going to go out of business. Yeah, I, like. I, it was a uh, kind of like uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like uh, oh yeah, let's just get lunch and get out of here. Uh, the, yeah, lunch it's like some here. weird. You buy and you end up buying stuff there, and you're like. Wait, why am I supporting this place? It's like, like, and then you're like, wait, these ads are super racist. Also, it's yeah. always like, like, was the because it's the guy, it's like the 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 Mexican guy with the sombrero <laughs> under the uh, his name. Somebody just put his name. Pedro is the guy's name, and there's a here's one. It's like 
Pedro no shoot the bull. Like, like that's what. So you're like, wait, why am I supporting this place? But my whole life, I wanted to see it. And then you get there, and it's like you get you leave with some like peach salsa that's like. Then you get it home. You're like, I'm not eating this. Like this looks gross. Like some canned stuff. Yeah, not, not good. Sorry, south of the border. Right. No, if you're looking for authenticity, or or even just a a hint of a, I mean, uh, you might end up sitting, you know, next to someone in the restaurant who's acting out a scene from something wild. It could be like Ray Liotta kidnapping, you know, uh, Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Now, was that his first movie? Somebody said that was his first movie, Ray Liotta's first movie. That's my understanding. I don't think there's anything to be found before that. Isn't that the craziest thing ever? It kind of is, yeah. You know, he had to have done something. I mean, I think it was Melanie Griffith who recommended him for mm-hmm. the part, you know. Yeah. So she was, let's ask her what he was in before that. But I, I remember seeing the movie described as a a perfect representation of East Coast Americana. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Demme captures this kind of that that experience of driving up and down the you know uh, uh, the East Coast. Yeah, because yeah, it does have that feel. That's a good that's a good reference point for that. Yeah, it's like uh, um, you know, uh, th- th- there's a sinister quality mm-hmm. behind the you know the bright colors. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, and the you know the sort of this promise of convenience, you know. Check mm-hmm. in here. Good yeah. times await. You know. Uh, yeah. Then the other, the, then the other shoe drops, <laughs> and then you end up getting thrashed by a maniac. <laughs> it's like you just how there's <laughs> it just stops all of a sudden, and you get beaten within an inch of your life. Yeah, you you hear like stuff happening in the room next doors. Next door to you in the yeah. in the hotel, uh, and mm-hmm. it's like it's ready to go to throwing his boot at the wall. <laughs> Mike, one of Mike's favorite characters ever. What's the name of your favorite character ever? No, not from no, not from the. His favorite character ever is. We did a thing, the top one hundred fictional characters of all time, on the show a few months ago, <clears throat> and one of Mike's all. T- I did my list with the listeners. And then Mike had to counter it with his list to just give some perspective on it. And, and I think he had uh, 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 Harvey Keitel from Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore in, like, his top ten. Like, I think that's his, like, to Mike, that's, like, his Rocky, that guy. <laughs> like, like how you or I would look at Rocky, that's how Mike looks at That's what... <laughs> Good one. That's a great... Right, Mike? Because... <laughs> and when you see that movie, you're like, what What crazy person said, hey, we could turn this into a sitcom? <laughs> like, they, like, it's like, hey, if we turn this into a sitcom, we probably want to lose the, the Harvey Keitel character who, th- who beats Alice up all the time. Like maybe we cannot have him in the show. Like, uh, like, but that that is all time scariest characters because he's like nice guy at first, yeah, and then you see him turn so 
dark. Oh, uh, that, 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 but that performance really holds up. It's oh so it's so relevant to yeah. modern times. Yeah, where he's like saying, "Better respect the the thing." He's like, he's pointing. He's like, yeah. What is it? What's that, Mike? The shark tooth. He had a shark tooth on his necklace. Right, and what does he say? Respect the tooth. You have to respect the. Uh, he's 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 so uh, <coughs> into that thing. He's waving yeah. around his neck. He really means it. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you? He's offending that thing around yeah. his neck. Yeah. It's all time, all time creepiest. You ever work with Harvey Keitel? Um, no, I actually played a, a character. In a movie, who shot his character? Uh huh. But we we filmed the 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 two like our coverage was done separately. Okay, yeah. He's like a jazz musician on stage playing. Mm-hmm. What movie is this? Um, Lulu on the Bridge. Okay, that was is that Paul Auster? Yes, it was right. Written and directed by Paul Auster. Yeah. And and see, I'm not stupid. All these people think I'm just a dummy. <laughs> I could talk the talk. Sure, I never saw it, but I read an article about it when I was going to see uh, that Rob Schneider movie. I was, I was reading about Lulu on the Bridge. What Rob Schneider movie? The Animal. <laughs> I love Rob Schneider, and he did a he did a cover uh, of uh, an Elvis song on TV. Tiny Elvis? No, it was called um, Plantation Rock. And uh-huh. You cannot get it on YouTube. It was was it on SNL? I can't remember. It was. I, I think it was like a, a talk show. Like it was a, I forget, some host of a talk show that maybe probably doesn't exist anymore. Okay, like Chevy Chase show or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it wasn't Letterman. Although, okay. although it might have been. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I've been looking for it for years. You know, looking to see if someone had like. Has maybe posted it. Mm-hmm. The Pla- goons who listen to my show are going to find this for you, Kevin. Plan- Plantation Rock. <laughs> Attention, goons! Kevin Corrigan has thrown a challenge down. Find him Plantation Rock from Rob Schneider by Rob Schneider. That uh, yeah, it is that high and low culture thing, though. You know, it's like, isn't it? It's it's like it's like a thing you almost can't. If you don't acknowledge it, you're better off, right? Isn't that how it seems? Like, it's just like, it's like there's good high-minded stuff and there's bad high-minded stuff and there's good. Well, then it also seems like there are tastemakers in, mm-hmm. in our society who decide that the low culture is suddenly high culture. When it's time. When it's, when, when it's time or when they think it's time. Yeah. You know? Yes. When they think it's time, then they give it the, then, then it gets it gets uh, kind of the, the the thumbs up and can move up the ladder. Yeah, uh, you know, and whoever that person is who says I say this is cool now, and, mm-hmm. and usually has many people supporting them. They already kind of have like a and and maybe you know rightfully or or maybe not or wrongfully. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, not everybody who you know. Uh, rises to extreme fame should have it. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But I'm talking about, you know, like, like, I'm reading this Andy Warhol book. A friend of mine sent me the, you know, his autobiography for, uh, you know, it was a birthday gift. So I I read it and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, there you go. I love Mm -hmm. him. Love Mm -hmm. him. Sure. And I love Guy Pearce as Andy Warhol in uh, Factory Girl. 
which yeah, yeah. made him really fun to work with with him on results. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, thought, then I was like, I get, I get what he's doing. Yeah, it's like a pop art creation. Sure, the character he plays in results. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, <sighs> so you're reading the book. Have you been to the Andy Warhol Museum in Pittsburgh? No, but I've been to Pittsburgh. You've been to Pittsburgh. Yeah, several times. Yeah, is it a Filming down there? Well, there, there's like an old steel mill that's now a soundstage. Mm-hmm. And, and we filmed the movie Unstoppable there, Tony Scott's last film. Okay. And then, But I was there uh, to make a movie with Paul Haggis called The Last uh, um, or The Next Three Days. Okay. With Russell Crowe. I was there years ago to make a TV, uh, movie of the week with Tony Danza. Really? Called... Uh, uh, it's had different titles over the years, oh, like Witness to the Mob or Race for Gus Farachi. So Me and the Mob. So somebody would be like, I'm going to watch this new Tony Danza movie, Me and the Mob. And then they're like, wait a minute, this is Witness to the Mob. I'm <laughs> watching this again. Wow, Nicholas <laughs> Turturro is in both films. <laughs> like, they're just like, all right, fine, I'm going to give Tony Danza one more chance. I'm going to watch this thing. What? It's the same one the third time. They keep just moving it around on me. This guy's the same in every move. I love it. One time I was flying this airline um, out of JFK. I, I think, what was it called? Like Tower Air, where they flew from like JFK. They had like JFK, Los Angeles, and like Israel. It was like three. They only like went to three airports. <laughs> like, and it was like, and I was on this flight, and they showed a movie. Like they like projected a movie onto the panel that everybody had to watch. Not even the screens from above. And it was Twelve Angry Men starring Tony Danza. Like like the 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 Twelve Angry Men like Showtime remake of Twelve Angry Men. And I was like, this is, like, that felt like a, th- like they threw that in on a deal. The Like the, fine, you buy 12 movies from us, we'll throw in 12 Angry Men, Tony Danza's 12 Angry Men. He's great in a, 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 a very, a very uh, underrated uh, uh, movie called Ill Town. Okay. Written and directed by Nick. Gomez, who, who's directed a bunch of like episodes of The Sopranos and mm-hmm. Nurse Jackie, and uh, he made uh, he you know he made uh, Laws of Gravity. Sure, with, yes, that's uh, right. Edie Falco. So his second, no, his third movie uh, after Laws of Gravity was Ill Town, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it had me, it had uh, Michael Rappaport and Lily Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eddie K. Thomas and a, a so and, and the film debut of Oscar Isaac. Wow! So a real West Coast movie. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. You and Lily Taylor and Michael Rappaport. Uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of a, a compendium of talents. Yeah. Like they could have filmed that movie at a Knicks game, right around the the the, uh, the court side. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was the first uh, Oscar Isaac. Movie, yes, fact. Okay, and uh, and Tony Danza, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's he's great in it. 
But it's just the the movie's so outside of the box that it was mm-hmm. like uh, you you can be as you could act up a storm in this movie. You can be as good and as different or as crazy experimental as mm-hmm. you want. Yeah, and, and uh, you know it took a long time for it to come out mm-hmm. between the time it was made and the time it came out. Anyway, I keep uh, touching. Don't that worry. thing. you touch that thing all you want. So that thing being this clamp on on Tom's yeah, desk. Yes, that's uh. The two-inch clamp. Literally. Come on, guys. two-inch clamp, guys. Um, yeah, you make these mo- – because you, as a working – was there a point where you're you're an actor and you're just like <clears> – so this – like where you're just like, this is what it's going to take for me to be a working actor. Like, just like, was there a point where you're just like, I'm going to have to go headfirst into this and kind of be up for the challenge of whatever any of these things are. And you kind of like TV, movies, like you just have all that, just like you just have to, you just want to work. Yeah. Cause like I, I, I always felt like, you know, Mean Streets is, was my favorite movie for a, a long time. And, mm-hmm. and it still is. It's still in the, the Hall of Fame in my mind of the best movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it often comes back to me. Things just bubble up into my consciousness that, mm-hmm. you know, got there be- you know, the first time I watched Mean Streets, or the first twenty-five times I watched it mm-hmm. as a teenager, and and uh, um, so you know, it just doesn't get any like I like I got to do that. That's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. I got to learn mm-hmm. to do that. You know, it's like you know, you, you can be selective. You can, you know, you. I always like the idea of being self-educated. Uh-huh. You know, and if I took like if I if I was really going to study something at school as a teenager, it was like teach me about that. Just show me movies like that. I only ever resp- there was an English teacher that I had in my th- junior year of high school, junior or senior year, I can't remember. But she showed us like a streetcar named Desire, mm-hmm. and I, I I was just completely uh, underwhelmed. It was like you might you, she could have given me a hit of ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the effect it had on me. And she's like, I knew it would get to you. Yeah. So she saw something, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, so you know, it's it has such a narcotic effect. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you can relate to that. Anybody who loves movies can relate to that. Sure. And and uh, <clears throat> and often, you know, the the movies we love are about narcotics. <laughs> yeah. Or involve them at some point, and. It's like wanting to be a rock and roll, rock and roller. There's plenty of people, legitimately excellent, gifted musicians who imitated Keith Richards' personal behavior. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with music, but the thought if I can, yeah, if I can just sort of develop my capacity, my for 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 for, for drinking or whatever, I'll, it'll get me even closer to that goal of. Creative excellence or creative uh, whatever, and, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> you know that's that's a gamble everybody takes. It's such a roll of the dice, uh, the, you know, whether it's uh, the success of a movie mm-hmm. or the success of an individual career, or, or even if you if you're gonna get anything put down on paper on any given night, mm-hmm. you know, you could sit there in front of a blank page for weeks or years, you know, expecting some magic to happen. Be- you know, I got my bottle of wine here. I got my Brahms playing. <laughs> That's what worked for yeah. Bukowski. And know? it'll never happen. You got to just make because those people who people make things, it doesn't line up perfectly. 
it just you got to do the next small thing to get to the next the next step in a thing, and then you maybe you turn around and you see what you built, but you can't go into it saying like watch the thing I'm about to build because it's not going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna eat it. I can't help that. And as a sidebar, you were saying a teacher you thought a teacher was going to sell you ecstasy. You should probably have gone to the community college I went to because that actually is an actual <laughs> option there. The teachers, I'm not going to name the school, but the teachers, uh, look, they don't pay what they used to at community college. Maybe all I needed to do was ask for some ecstasy. Yeah, ask a teacher. That's a funny scene in uh, in Results. It's a nice segue there because uh, it's you. It's... Uh, it's you, Guy Pierce is in it, and uh, Colby Smulders. Is that how you say her name? Yes, from How I Met Your Mother. Yes, and she's in it. She's great in it. And uh, but then Giovanni Rabisi's in it, and then you ask him if he's selling, if you could get some weed off of him, because you play like a guy who's uh, kind of. It's kind of like the worst kind of predicament that a person can be. Not not the worst kind, because it's a pretty cushy position to be in but it's kind of you're rudderless you're as rudderless as can be in this movie you have you have no reason to be tied to the to the world because you've got money and no relationship and you're just lost Mm. yeah i I had a friend i uh, uh who said that scene where you're looking over the the driveway, you're up on the roof of the driveway, and you see the woman sort of uh, jogging by, mm-hmm. and you're drinking a beer. You look content, and, and that was it. Was like I don't know. I just it was like you just seemed content, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I was like, no, I was tor- I was deeply tormented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Do, how was I supposed to look? I mean, uh, um. You know, looks can be deceiving. You know, someone mm-hmm. who appears content may actually be in a deep despair. Sure. Yeah. So, um, and everyone comes to the movies with their own personal baggage that they project onto the screen. Uh, uh, there's a great movie by Mark Rappaport called "The Jour- From the Journals of Gene Seberg. Can you hear this? Because I, I can. Okay. How's it sound out there? Mike says right. good. It seems like every time I, I take my foot up off this wire, it, it alters this, the, uh, the uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Don't so- worry. I'm going to rip into these guys so badly. <laughs> I mean, this guy's worked with, this guy's worked with Scorsese and <laughs> others. And now I got him stepping on a wire. It's oh, like I'm it- getting the belt out after this. It's like a volume pedal here. Yeah, Mike's gonna Mike's gonna do his uh, Harvey Keitel thing, and uh, Alice doesn't live here anymore. Oh, he is on Dudio. Look out, Dudio! Respect Mike's shark tooth. So respect it. I want to do another impression for you. If that's yeah, yeah, please. I would love it. Uh, uh, This is Walken doing his impression of the Godfather. (laughs) Okay. Um. If you'd come to me in friendship, that that scum who ruined your daughter would have uh, been suffering this very day. 
And if if an honest man like yourself should make enemies, they would come. They would become my enemies, and then they would fear you. That wasn't too good. No, that was good. Yes. You had it. That's awesome. <laughs> do you do our impression something you uh, you like doing? I like to. I, I like to do it. I mean, I, and I like to do walking. And, and if you don't mind, since we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about First Blood before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see a connection between Carol O'Connor and Brian Dennehy. Like, Brian Dennehy in First Blood is, like, one of my favorite performances. Sure. And a performance that really had an impact on me. Mm-hmm. I went to see that movie when it came out. So I was 13. And and it was like, uh, he, he when he when he, <laughs> when he picks up Rambo on a, a hitchhiking. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, is this a... <laughs> Can I get something to eat around here? <laughs> and he's like, "There's a diner about thirty miles up, this, up the road." He's like, "Why are you pushing me?" Mm-hmm. And, and 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 he's like, uh, 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 "At this point, I." Then he goes, "What was that?" <laughs> and it, it makes me think of the guy from Trust, who's Martin Donovan's father, who <laughs> says the same thing. He's like, "What was that?" What'd you say? And 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 he's like, "Why are you pushing me?" And he goes, "Uh, first of all, you don't ask the questions around here. Mm-hmm. I do, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and when you see something like that, are you just like, "Man, if only I could get to say a it, thing like that," because that's like it, you it, and Pineapple Express for is me, like me, that. For me, it's, it, acting comes down to being able to do that mm-hmm. it, either that or uh-huh. what shirley mclean does uh-huh. in terms of endearment when she's like give my daughter the shot mm-hmm. you know she her daughter's dying of cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's in pain and she comes out to the nurse's station mm-hmm. and they're you know no, no 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 she's okay no she's not okay and she's no don't keep you keep telling me i i know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. and then explodes yeah so and, it, and then at the end, she's like, thank you. <laughs> so it comes down to either you get to push people around or you get pushed around. And then you stand up for yourself. Yeah, and then you finally stand up for yourself after getting pushed around. And that's what <clears throat> life is. You know, I think that's what m- moves people along in mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. are those moments where that, that triggered those kinds of uh Reactions, you know, like, you know, you, you know, most people can't believe that they have it in them to to have those moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then suddenly you find yourself in one of those moments. Well, not unlike, I would say for me, one of those true, true uh, uh, crossroads came when the year was 1996, Kevin Corrigan. And I had bought two tickets to see an advanced screening of the movie Mars Attacks on Staten Island. I bought them. It was an 8 p.m. screening. I went early. I bought them. <laughs> went, picked up uh, the my fiancé at that point, soon to be my wife. We're still been married for 18 years. And uh, Congratulations. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Then we went to the theater... And the guy's like, yeah, it's sold out. I'm like, well, that does not affect me because I have two tickets for it. 
And then the guy said, yep, no more seats. I'll give you your money back or something. I'm like, no, I came here early to buy these tickets for this thing. I've been waiting to see Mars Attacks for for a year now. And I go to the, I, and the guy goes, what do you want me to do? And then I did my Shirley MacLaine moment. And I started screaming at this theater manager. And I was screaming at him. I don't know what happened. And every bit of anger I've had bottled up for years, I'm just like, I effing bought these tickets two effing hours earlier than I had to. I want to see this effing movie. And I got it. And people were like watching me lose it. And then I... Guy's like, fine, I'll find you some seats. So basically all he had was he was letting his, he had to just tell two of his buddies, like, yeah, you gotta give those two seats up. This guy, uh, is losing his mind out here. Yeah, somebody just wrote, it's like, uh, it's gonna be like a falling down moment. It was like me, it was my Michael Douglas. It would have been me going across Staten Island, like, in East Coast defense. In that, uh, that would have been me. So they found two seats, and I sat and watched it, and I I had a good time watching Mars Attacks. With Jack Nicholson. In two roles. He played the president and some crazy gambler. There's, there's a story about that movie Kevin uh, that Tim Burton talked about. He said that he has in his possession a full cut of Mars Attacks with none of the effects in it, none of the Martians. He said it's like watching people act against nothing as if the Martians are there. I, I'm serious. I can't think of anything I'd want to see more that than that full amazing, movie. Yeah. Watching people acting against Martians that aren't there would be the, like, tr- that'd be like transformatively great, right? That, that could be, uh, uh, that could start a revolution, you know, uh, in, 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 in filmmaking. Yeah, you got to get up on the mic. Or maybe it's already has. I don't know. I, 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 but that's that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. I mean, how about this for an idea? You're doing one of these special effects movies. You're like, you know, they don't get they don't get the they don't get the the Angelica crowd, right? You do the Avenge, Age of Ultron is not getting that. This is what we do for you people. Avengers: Age of Ultron plays in every theater, uh, ever all around the country, except. When we run it at, at like sunshine and, and like, uh, you know, like our art house egghead theaters, we run the version with no CGI in it and you just watch people acting against nothing. So you see a guy in a Thor costume now just swinging around a hammer that's not in his hand and that would be like, like, they, could you imagine there would be, it would be packed. That would be more interesting than, you know, you could do a, a music remix. Mm-hmm. But I think a CGI remix oh. would be fantastic. Yeah. I would kill to see that Mars Attacks without... Because you get these, you know, with you know albums come out now with uh, isolated vocals mm-hmm. or, or it's like the stripped down version of yeah. Double Fantasy or something. Yeah, yeah. Do that with the movies. Just strip oh. away the CGI. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be just like, that would be a testament to what acting is. 
especially acting in modern day acting. Yeah. It's like, this is a tribute to how good these people are. Actually, I insist that they do this. That they do this with Planet, Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Because the guy who played uh, uh, Caesar in those movies, you know. And it's uh, uh, Circus. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. It's like, let's see it. Let's see yeah. what he was really doing. You know why they wouldn't do it? Because I don't think he's doing it. I think he's just jumping around like a. In a in a green thing with ten with I ping think pong it'll be, balls on I it. think it'll be great because he was great as the uh, producer of Joy Division in that movie, The Twenty Fifth Hour. Okay, you know it was like you remember him from that, you know, and it's like you know I have no Wait, problem the, with him. There was a Joy, the the Spike Lee movie, Twenty Fifth Hour. Oh no, <laughs> the, tw- like, no twenty four <laughs> twenty four hour party twenty four hour party people. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, wait, that 9-11 movie that, had a Joy, Joy Division? That is a reflection of my mathematical uh, uh, challenge. No, that's... Uh, reality. That, no, but that... Yeah, he that movie, that's a great movie. 24-hour uh, yeah, uh, party period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with, with uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. and, and uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Martin Hannett, is that, was his, yes, is that his name? Yes, that's right. Uh, wow. You know, so yeah, I would love to see him. You know, without the CGI effects, doing the, the Caesar character. Why? It, it is like, shouldn't we be able to like demand that if you're going to make every movie CGI like that, we have to be able to see what it's like without it? So like, shouldn't it's like? I think people would freak out. What, would, what, I think it'd be kind of shocking and disturbing. What's the most special effects driven movie you've ever been in? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm in movies that you know the special effects are usually like gun effects and uh-huh. you know explosions and at best explosions, but mostly uh, just a lot of firearms. Okay, so, so that type of stuff. But there's not one where you fire were... in the hole. <laughs> but you don't remember there wasn't one where you had to suddenly act like they weren't sticking a tennis ball in your face, like on a stick, and then you're like pretend that's the. No. The robot. N- nothing like that, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would have been in the Planet of the Apes in a second. Yeah. Because I loved the original series. I thought you should have been Doctor Strange. Well, that would have been the greatest Doctor Strange. I, I would have done it. Right? Because he's New York. That's the thing about Doctor Strange. He's walking around the village. That's right. <laughs> he has a brownstone or something, yeah. right? Like yeah, yeah. That's right. See, you know, like, I, you know, I'm not up on my comics, you know. Like, my favorite comic character, Marvel, uh-huh. uh huh. and I really only read Marvel comics, Yeah, was Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. I loved Moon Knight. Yeah, it was awesome. He just, like, it, to, to me, he didn't, he didn't seem to be that popular with, with, with most people. No, because you read comics around the same time I did when it was like, now you look at him, you're like, one of these things is worse than the next. They're all, it's like, this is all trash. It's like Nova, Moon Knight, Rom. Remember Rom, the Space Knight? Like, I saw this thing, Rom, the Space Knight. I was a kid. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I ever saw. Then I actually got a tour of Marvel. I went up. I was like, yeah, what about Rom? They're like, yeah, that's owned by Mattel. That was like a licensing thing. And they just built a comic around Kenner had a dog thing that it started with a t- it's just like oh that's that was my favorite guy and it was just a business deal 
I remember the magazine What If. Yeah, yeah. And so, but you really had to be into comics to appreciate What If because yeah. they would be like, What If Spider Man joined the Fantastic Four? <laughs> or, but they had more obscure themes like, What If Gwen Stacy had lived? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, Who the hell? Who's that? And it's like Spider Man's girlfriend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like the comic book that I cherished. I'm like, why isn't this worth a thousand dollars? Yeah, was the uh, the Hulk when he fights the Absorbing Man? Uh huh. Uh huh. That to me was so thrilling. I could yeah. I could read it now, and be thrilled. Because Hulk fighting the Absorbing the Man. The Absorbing Man, who, who's so you know th- this is like like a super villain, I guess, mm-hmm. who's so uh, his powers are so. Uh, uh, absorbent, endless, and uh-huh. absorbent. That you know, he can he can defeat the Hulk because he can absorb the Hulk's strength. Yeah. Suddenly, he's throwing it right back at him. Yeah, and then somehow the Hulk wins at the end. And I, I always thought the ending was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's a hail mary pass. If yeah. I ever heard of one, that's yeah. you can't beat the absorbing man. No. Hey, Mike, who's good here? Three and four have quite. Let's let's see what the people have to say for you, Kevin Corrigan. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, this is Brian in Klamath Falls, Oregon. In where? Klamath Falls, Oregon. Klamath Falls. Well, you're here with yeah. uh, you're here with uh, uh, Kevin Corrigan. Yeah, Kevin Corrigan had a great role in one of my favorite movies by one of my favorite directors. Well, why don't you say hi to him, cool. first of all? You can say hi to him. Hi, Kevin. Oh, hi. Hi, like, Kevin. It's not like a monkey in a cage. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. Well, just relax. What 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 movie was it? Henry Fool by Hal Hartley. We know that. I can't hear Kevin, by the way. You can't hear him? No. Well, it was just, we, no. Can you hear him now? Can you say no. something, Kevin? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> there, I hear him there. Yeah, yeah, Henry the, the, Yeah, the reason you weren't hearing him is because he wasn't saying anything. Oh. He was being... Testing. Sorry. Testing. There you go. So, Henry Fool. Yeah. You liked him in that. Yeah, I thought that was a great role. And I was also... I would like to hear his thoughts on that movie. And then also, and then I'll hang up, if either of you have seen, which I haven't, Ned Rifle, his latest movie. Thanks, thanks, Tom. What was the, what was your question now? If they, either of you have seen Ned Rifle, his his most recent movie. No, I didn't see that. I haven't seen that either. But I watch Trust like once a year at least. All right. Matter for, of fact, thanks for the call, buddy. Henry Fool, Henry Hill. Henry Hill, best show. You're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Cherry in Boulder. Cherry, Jerry or Cherry? Jerry. Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much. Uh, hi, Kevin. How you doing? I got a couple questions for you. Okay. How you doing, man? Uh, pretty good. Um, two things, um, and then I'll just shut up. Um, one of my favorite roles of yours, and I love hearing you talk about the character. I know there was some controversy around the get, doing the role, but like the character blew me away when you played him, and that's Goon. In Buffalo '66, mm-hmm. yeah. that's like I—I I was thinking about that character for days, like what his life is like after that movie ended. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. And also in the impression category, I recently heard an interview with you where you did a spot-on, great 
laughing in my car listening to an impression of Martin Scorsese. Well, thanks, so man. that's all I got. That's that's a, that's a lot. That's great. Thank you for saying all that. I appreciate that. And uh, 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 the, the the thing with the Buffalo sixty six, right? Goon. Yes. Uh, yeah. You were his uh, phone buddy. That's right. In that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yeah. Well, I. I God, I knew what I, I had something to say about that, and now it just kind of s- slipped in my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you do a Martin Scorsese impression? I I do kind of try, you know, ha, you know, I, I I have a go at it, you know, sometimes. What if Martin Scorsese was in The Godfather? How would that go? Well, I, I would like to do this. I, I, I just want to get this walking at him. Yeah, I, yeah. I really want to get it out of me because people always accuse me of doing it, and, and I, would, I just want to throw it in your faces, right? Everyone says, you're just doing walking. You, he's, I'm going to vomit him all over you. It's good. And this is first, this is Christopher, Christopher Walken as uh, uh, Richard Krenner's character in First Blood, Troutman. And I'm going to do Rambo as played by Brando. Okay. So, like, uh, it's good to hear your voice, Johnny. It's been a long time. Look, John, you've done some damage here. They won't, they don't want any more trouble. That's why I've come. I want to come in there and fly you to hell out. Just you and me. We'll work this thing out together. Is that fair enough? Where did you come from, sir? Bragg. I tried to get in, in touch with you, but the guys in Bragg never knew where to find you. You know, I haven't been spending much time there lately. They've they've got me down in D.C. I'm shining a seat with my ass. I wish I was back in Bragg now. We'll, we'll talk about that when you come in. I can't do that, sir. Look, John, we can't have you running around out there killing friendly civilians. There are no friendly civilians. But I'm your friend, Johnny. I was there when, with you knee-deep in all that blood and guts. I covered your ass more than once. Seems like bawling you out of bailing out, you out of troubles. Gotta be a lifetime achievement for me. There wouldn't be no trouble except for that king shit cop. All he wanted was something to eat. He but the man kept pushing me, sir. Well, you did some pushing here on your own, John. They, they, the Drew first blood, not me. Look, Johnny, let me come in and get you the hell out of there. They drew first blood. Rambo, you still reading me? Covey, leader of Raven, Rambo, acknowledge. That is, that's one of the best things I've ever heard. I can't, where'd that come from? The Strasbourg Institute is what they taught me there. Well, those are incredible impressions. Yeah, they didn't. They right didn't. now, they're somebody I, over I there. I got kicked out for that. That stuff. That was hilariously great. You do a talk show, Kevin. Sometimes. Sometimes, and it is it's 
there was a guy who the, who was doing it, and he he couldn't come one night, and then our friend Billy Nord, mm-hmm. yes, said, "Would you like to host it?" Because I had been a guest, and I mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, man, if it's as laid back as being a guest, sure." Yeah, and the the guy never came back, so I I've, <laughs> I've been doing it ever since, and and um. Are there is there another uh, installment coming up anytime soon? Uh, yes, there is. I'm trying to get some like people from Goodfellas together. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because you were in Goodfellas. I was in Goodfellas. I went to the uh, uh, what was it? The 25th anniversary screening of Goodfellas it was the closing night uh, mm-hmm. film of the mm-hmm. tr- most recent Tribeca Film Festival. And uh, lots of people were not there, like mm-hmm. uh, who should have been, like Joe Pesci, Scorsese himself. Mm-hmm. Well, he's making a movie in uh, Taipei, mm-hmm. so he couldn't come. Although he he sent a hilarious uh, uh, trail, uh, not trailer, uh, a video. Sure. And uh, um, uh, Michael Imperioli was not there. Ileana okay. Douglas was mm-hmm. not there. Like well, all these... Lois wasn't there, was she? Welker White was not there. Lois, that is, she is the unsung hero of that that film. hat, that hat, <sighs> that hat. It all ties back to she. That's the most annoying. I I'm telling you, I I have always looked at that movie when it when it comes up to to mm-hmm. like oh. You know, yeah. I, I don't really get that excited about my scene when it's yeah. coming. But you're stirring sauce in the kitchen. Just yeah, I'm doing that. I was, you know, like uh, uh, doing that, and and but well, what Welker White does in that film is uh-huh. just incredible. Yeah, her just her like I don't care. I don't I don't fly without it. Yeah, where's my lucky hat? It's my lucky hat. hat. I don't fly without it. That it hat should like, be in the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah. Well, what yeah. was it like making that movie? What was that like? You were you're in one of the because you look at this now. It's like you're working with maybe the greatest director of the second half of the 20th century, right? You're working with this guy, and he's was a, he's made movies that you, you've idolized, and 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 made you want to do this. And now suddenly you're on his set. I felt like I was in a painting. You know, in the in the in the bottom left corner of the painting, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, maybe right near his signature, possibly. You okay. Because like, I didn't, I, I felt like Mal Evans playing the the uh, hammer on Maxwell Silverham. Sure, just hanging. Just like whatever you know, you know, people love to say, "Keep stirring the sauce." Like I, <laughs> I will. Uh huh. I will, pal. You know, as long as Martin Scorsese wants me to. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And he's asked me to do it twice, uh, and that's fine with me. I, I, yeah. I'll be a doorknob in, in you know, a, a Scorsese movie. And is it a fun, like you now, you coming and doing The Departed as an adult now, now you're coming back with him, what's that, 20 years later? 16, 16 years, years later. 16 years later. Uh, and it's like not a day has gone by. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I felt exactly like I did when I was 20 and meeting mm-hmm. him and hoping that the same kind of ta- tact would work. Because mm-hmm. I had a manager at that time, uh, Molly, uh, who uh, said, you're a kid, just go in there. <laughs> you know, uh 
They're going to, there's no rules. There's no bound, you know, it's like boundaries. Just go up and say hello to him because you want to, you know? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. And he turned out, he, 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 uh, he didn't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was kind of, uh, he, he seemed to get sort of enthused when I would talk to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, that made it real nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that we seemed to share a certain, like, you know, like, you know, what about the, uh, can I just, just, I just want to ask you, okay, before I don't have a chance to do this again, yeah. that music, the Spanish music, the salsa, the in the when Johnny uh, Johnny throws the dynamite off the building and then they're running to the cemetery. They read Mosa Brosa by Ray Barreto. That was uh, I used one of his songs in my in my first movie. Uh, Who's that knocking at my door? El Watusi. I'll make a tape of it for you. So that's how it was on The Departed. I yeah. was like, Hey, uh, oh, oh, did you? Did you know? I guess you know. Scream is getting back together, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, I, I knew it, but I can't go. I couldn't go to the show or the London, the uh, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, I was going to go, but I'm in pre-production for this film. And I was like, Yeah, hey, yeah. I thought, I thought you, I thought of you when I heard that. And he's like, Yeah, yeah. No, I use that. And I use that music in my in, in my in Mean Streets. I'm like, I, I know, I know. It's playing yeah. in my head right now. Yeah. So that was, that was it. You just kind of. Uh, it picks right back up. Yeah, you know, it's just like you, you feel like I got one minute to do this. Yeah. And, and you just hope it's, you know, it's like playing darts. It's like, ding, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you hope that you're not wasting the man's time. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's like he's got to be, he's like a, like a curious guy, and he's a, he's a guy who's always taking things in. He 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 seemed to to live up to that, you know. I I, I had that image of him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, before working with him, that he was a, you know, a, a, an icon of open mindedness mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And, a, and a and a an adventurous kind of uh, artist. Yeah. Did you like Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Yeah. I loved <laughs> the scene where uh, where where uh, DiCaprio was is kicking those. Uh, Cops off his boat. Yeah, yeah. Throws a lobster <laughs> he, at him. He throws a lobster tail at them. That was fantastic. I love that. That kind of you could cut that into Mean Streets. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was as good as like David Proval or you know any of the, the character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guys in Mean Streets. Yeah, Not, you know, including De Niro and Keitel. Obviously, they were. Yeah. You know. Characters. It's like you know, Scorsese's movies are, are, are these, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> showcases for character actors. Yeah, yeah. Even the leads. You yeah. Know? Like you know, Ray Liotta was playing a character. It was like a long uh, performance, but you know, it was he was playing a, a character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That movie. It's like when you look at that. It's like he did that movie Hugo. Like he does a thing for kids, and then now Family he's fiddle. yeah, and he's like coming up on he's like seventy pretty much at this point, and then he's like, I think I'll follow this kids movie with a three hour with the most nihilistic film I've ever made, where it it's like Goodfellas or Casino, but no one gets punished in it. Like no one even remotely loses, yeah. To where 
Oh, the guy who was the the inspiration for the thing. He's oh, he's an extra in this. He's not in jail for life. He's actually on my set. Yeah, I'll tell you, I I worked on a movie with Henry Thomas from ET, mm-hmm. and it was a, a, a kind of a, a, a I don't know if it's meant like a straight to DVD horror film, mm-hmm. but it was the American uh, debut of I believe of uh, it was his. American debut uh, a Chinese filmmaker named Fruit Chan and the movie was called Don't Look Up Okay, and I think it was a remake of something uh, I can't remember anyway we shot it in LA in, the, in, the, in like a, a sound stage that was once used by Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. it was the tallest building in the area at one time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only two stories um, it's like a barn, you know. Look up look, at the tallest building here. Don't look up. You'll get sawdust in your eyes. Yes. It is two stories. <laughs> and I, and I, I had a, 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 a several hours to, to kill at, at one point. So I, and I, I really wanted to have something to talk about with Henry Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so I rewatched. Gangs of New York mm-hmm. on DVD in, in my in my uh, dressing room. Okay. I had a DVD player in there. I turn off the lights. I put on the movie and I put on the director's commentary. Okay. And, 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 and just hearing Marty talk about New York, mm-hmm. about the history of New York City, while while the movie Gangs of New York is playing, uh huh. Ju- it just I I kind of fell into a half slumber. Uh-huh. And it was the closest thing to like it was everything I would think that being in a in a sensory deprivation tank would be like. Mm-hmm. Like this is a bliss. I'm really enjoying this. Exp- I feel like I'm like kind of dead right now, mm-hmm. and existing in the sort of uh, mystical plane, you know, with Marty's voice is sort of guiding me uh-huh. through the past. Yeah, yeah, and the present and the future all at once, and he's talking about like you know he's talking about the underground, you know, under, underneath New York. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. That, there's a lot more going on on underneath New York than you would think. <laughs> so he's like, he's just, <laughs> just <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, 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 sure, sure. And you know, the, the original Five Corners, you know, some like two of the original streets exist now. When I was growing up, you know, yeah, there were still some of those roads that sort of drifted off into just they became dirt roads, and then came up against a wall, you know, that had been put there back in 1930 or, uh, and just all the, 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 uh, it's, it was just like, like, like low life, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, traps and lures and the, okay. Yeah, yeah. um, the, you know, sort of takes you into, and I felt it made me feel like I'm, I'm working on a movie right now. This has to be a great film. Uh huh. And then I, when it, when I saw Henry Thomas, yeah. When I when I finally went back on the set, I I was just like, I I I, I just was grabbed him by the shoulders and I like, isn't what we do great? Yeah, isn't this fantastic? Uh, and we had a laugh, you know, and, and yeah. it was just because of uh, that 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 energy of of Marty, you know, yeah. uh, which just sort of makes you feel like <sighs> what you're doing is relevant. Yeah, or you know, just. Then six months later, you're on the set of that new pornographer's video I directed, and you're just like, what am I doing in this No, the business? adventure continues at that point. <clears throat> Which? 
you did a video I I uh, directed. It was the it was the new pornographer's video for the song Moves, and uh, you played uh, Dan Behar in it because it was a, a, the bio pick for the new pornographers, and we had uh, famous people and of varying degrees and 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 varying fames playing the band, where it would go from having a like John Worcester was Carl Newman and. Horatio Sands was John Collins, and you were Dan Behar, and Julie Klausner was Nico Case, and uh, Ted Leo was uh, Catherine Calder, and uh, and there were so many other people yeah. in the movie. Uh, and you Childish had, Gambino. Yeah, he was Donald Glover showed up in it, and Paul Rudd and Bill Hader were at the beginning of it, but it all culminated. And could you come in here for this, uh, Mike? It culminated in a scene. We're shooting. You, you, you handed so much of your time over to this, uh, production, which was, you were just so generous. And you were shooting, at, I believe at that point in Vancouver. And you just, you were like, no, I can hang out and do it. I just have to be on a, I have to be in a car at 4 a.m. And it was like, oh my God, this guy is like the, the, it was like the, 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 the level of, of just generosity from you on that was was off the charts, Kevin. And that night, we were I in a studio. I you were talking about Mike the whole time. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was talking about you. Mike had nowhere to go. That's <laughs> true. So there was a scene because now Mike played uh, – Todd. Uh, Mike played uh, – what's his face from the band who actually is not in the band anymore? What's the drummer's name again? Are you asking me? Yeah. It's your I character. Remember. I can't remember. Keith Kurt, or something. Kurt, Kurt. Kurt, yes. Kurt Dahl, yes, right? Yes, So you played Kurt Dahl, and you, uh, there was a scene where the two of you were arguing, and, because Mike wasn't playing the song the way you needed him to play it, and then you pulled a gun out and pointed it at Mike, and then he bit down on the, <laughs> bit down on the gun, yeah. and it was... What was your experience like with that, Mike? So let's let's get it from because because Kevin is an acclaimed actor. This is a guy who you've seen in movie after movie, and now this is you. You're throwing your hat into the acting ring. I know you at, at this point. You had been in what, like a a snuff film? Where you were in a snuff? No, not a snuff. That's the wrong thing. Not a snuff film. It was no. a what was it? No, I, I I think this was the first. thing. Okay, right? so this is the first thing you ever yeah, did. Yeah. And I didn't mean snuff. I meant like an exploitation film. Oh, like didn't you do like a thing? You were that was with Brett Davis. You were in a thing where you played like his manager, and you oh, were that like was later. A, that was oh, that later. was later. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So that got you. So this got you that yeah, non. Yeah. This non-paying job got you that non-paying job. Yeah, so yeah, you exactly. So no, I, w- I was new to the acting game. Yeah, and uh, you know, I arrived on the set and. Um, the first uh, scene we were doing was in the offices at uh, Matador Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first contact with Kevin was uh, I almost stepped on him. Uh, he, w- he was talking about th- th- this interview has been a revelation because he was talking about relaxing, that he likes to relax. And at, at, during the, the breaks in the filming, he was taking what I, I, I guess it was kind of a nap. He was laid out on the floor, and I, I as we call in the acting profession, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so you, you've got the lingo down now. Yeah. Apparently. So, so I almost stepped on him, and I'm like, "Hey, you know what's going on in here?" But uh, and then uh, the next scene, which was the, the scene you were describing, where you know with the gun, the gun scene, uh, I had to give him a ride to Brooklyn. Uh, so he was in the back seat. Uh, Horatio Sands was in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And he was sleeping in the back seat of the car. And I'm kind of going, you know, what's going on here? You know, did he get enough sleep the night before? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he seems to be lacking some sleep. So then we go to uh, Brooklyn, and then we do the scene. And, yes, the, the high point for me was when, uh, you know, we did multiple takes with the gun. And at one point, I did get a laugh out of him, and I was like, oh, okay. That that must that must be pretty good if I got a laugh out of Kevin Corrigan. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. you were you at that point were drumming. Yes. And you had a Ziggy Stardust like a like an Aladdin sane uh lightning bolt painted on your yes. face. Face paint, yeah, the yeah. whole works. Yeah. Lots of makeup. Yeah. And that was uh but you were going when you were looking at this guy, Kevin, you're just like first of all you see this guy and you're like what, what's the what's the what's the first impression of of AP Mike? You kind of reminded me of this actor named uh, uh, Graham Beckel, who played Ad Rock's father in the in a movie that Ad Rock Adam Harvitz was the star of. It was called Lost, Lost Angels. Angels. He has a scene with like you know a, a couple of scenes in the movie with, with Graham Beckel. Losing his mind over his his son's misbehavior. <laughs> this guy looks like Graham Beckel to me, and I mean just the the commitment to that, you know, uh, just eating that gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like it kind of was like this guy is like Robert Downey Jr. in the courtroom saying, "I'm sorry, Judge. I just I love the taste. <laughs> it's as if I love the taste of a gun in my mouth." Well, uh, just for, you know, the people who weren't aware of it, the gun, it wasn't a real gun. It was a plastic gun. That's right. And and it was painted black. Mm-hmm. And, yes, by the end of the scene, I had pieces of paint in my mouth <laughs> from from chewing on that thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You, your commitment to the, the darkness of, was that me? Or? No, that was me that time. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, just the, the density of the darkness of this, the concept of this scene. Yeah. Was uh, kind of uh, it was it was uh, you know you wonder it's like is, is he really acting is this an actor or is <laughs> well when Tom showed me the script and you know and there was gunplay involved I was like what is this you know <laughs> like what you know, what what his his thoughts to put me in a scene with like somebody point. You know, so I, I, I mean, was, I, I wondered if like did, did did Phil Spector ever pull this on Hal Blaine? You know, he <laughs> you you had such a Hal Blaine kind of vibe, you know, like behind the kit there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, maybe you know, you know, that's where I. Who else would do this? Mm-hmm. You know, who would mm-hmm. pull a gun on someone in a studio? Like, uh, yeah, I, I thought of Phil Spector. Yeah, and, yeah, it was like a Phil Spector, Phil thing, Spector, thing. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't <clears> think of it at the time. Yeah, I was just thinking, why does. Mm-hmm. Tom wants somebody to point a gun at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> but the look in your eye, I mean, you were like, you that gun could be 10 feet longer, and I would eat the, the – we, 
We are going for it here. We are go for it. Man. Yeah, that's real. How lame feel through it. How lame. What's up, Mike? How's it going, Gary? Doing all right. Who's this? <laughs> Who is that? I can't see from behind the windscreen. It's Kevin Corrigan. Hold on, that's Kevin Corrigan? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I got some cashew nuts here. <laughs> <laughs> some beer nuts here. Kevin Corrigan! <laughs> the actor! He's an actor! What's up, dude? Dude, you, you sound like Burt Young in Cuba and his teddy bear. I'll take that as a compliment! <laughs> Give me some tips. I, I want to be an actor. Oh, I want to be an actor. Why is AP Mike the only actor here? Actor. Get my chops. Actor. What do I do, Corrigan? Be an actor, not an actor. Like when you were... Like, tell me what it's like, how I can get, like, some chops so I can be in something. Like, the mentalist. I want to do an arc on the mentalist. How do I do it? Help me. I'm going broke. I work for Amazon.com. I translate stuff from Canadian to American. Means I got to take a lot of U's out. I take out a lot of U's. Favorite. Spend half my day. Changing the spelling of favorite. It's boring. Why don't we do a show? What about we get a thing going? I mean, you meet the three of us. What can we do? What's that show with the dead, the dead dude and the football guy or something? Monuments. What's that? Gardens of Stone. Heaven can heaven can wait. We could do heaven can wait. You gotta give me the scoop, dude. You've been with some good people. We'll make we'll make the the verdict. I'll play the Paul Nolan part. You play the Jack Warden part. I wanna do that Rambo that you were doing First Blood. Back there, I flew tanks, planes, million dollar equipment. Here I can't even get a job. A job. Yeah. I can't even get. A Job! Here! Right? Back there! I flew tanks! Point! I could do Cobra! Remember Cobra? This is where the law stops and I start! Mike is gonna be in Expendables 4! Yeah. Right? Yeah. Truly expendable. I can see that, yeah. Actually, you'll be... Mike's a big fan of your movies, Kevin. He sells a lot of them in the parking lot of the Dwayne Reed in Bayonne. <laughs> Out of trunk is what it's called. Bootlegs. Actually, actually I have a, I have a, a story I, I think Kevin would really appreciate about Goodfellas. Um, when it opened, I was living in Queens on, in, uh, on Main Street, in, uh, which is kind of located where a lot of the action in the movie takes place. 
and the theater was sold out. You know, I, I got like an early ticket, you know, figuring, oh, yeah. it's not going to be that crowded. So I go in there, and the theater's packed. Yeah. And the first scene, uh-huh. you know, the, ma- the, the main scene with the, the guy in the trunk, right? Yeah. You know, and they, they just flashed Queens Boulevard, which, which like, got an, some applause. That was, uh... Because, you know, these people are, these, these are neighborhood people, you know? You know, that was, get my shine box! <laughs> hey, AP Mike! Yeah. Get my shine box! <laughs> so, anyway... Mike! Let, let me just finish. Get my shine box! I'm almost done, Gary. So, they, they start stabbing the guy in the trunk. And, and I've never heard I've never heard laughter in a theater more intense than from this Queens crowd for Goodfellas and I'm just sitting there going who am I seeing this movie with it was it was disturbing so yeah it wasn't very enjoyable the first time I saw it you know why the theater was packed cuz it was everybody there but they were there with their parole officers that's the way I felt, yes. It was, Two for it, one! It was, it was a little creepy. Takes up twice as many seats! The parole officers! A lot of ankle bracelets going off! That was my Please! Hi, welcome, please turn off your cell phones and your ankle bracelets! <laughs> uh, you know what my favorite actor in that scene is? Like, hey, Shinebox, the Shinebox scene, it's the guy's like. Frank! Frank! No, <laughs> Billy Batts' friends. Mm-hmm. This one guy with like a medallion around his neck, and a, he's got a beard. Like, yeah, no, 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 whatever. Don't get nervous. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, 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 it's an old friend of mine, yeah. And the guy's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Good fellas! We should reboot <laughs> you know it! What I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, he's a little leaner, like, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Fuck you! You asked. Uh, uh, Let's reboot Goodfellas. You told me to meet you here tonight. <laughs> I didn't know this was gonna happen. Come on, come on! Pick out a coat. Pick out a coat. Get in here! Come on! Pick out a coat. Where you going? Didn't right? I, didn't I tell you not to buy anything? <laughs> don't get I bought any, my wife a car. Big. Look, it was her birthday. I bought her a car, a Cadillac. Won't you see the Cadillac I bought her? <laughs> My own! Dead <laughs> squirrels in the pink Cadillac. Hey, Mike! Yeah. Get my shine box! <laughs> I will. I will, Gary. Take care. Oh, Gary, I saw something the other day. I thought this might you might find this amusing. I, I saw a squirrel chasing another squirrel on, on the power lines, right? And, and, he, and we get up to the next squirrel. Oh, 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 and, and, and guess what he would do? When he got up to the next squirrel, sniff its butt. I'm like, that's a, that's, that's a great that's, story. <laughs> yeah. That's what squirrels are all about. Yeah. It kind of sums things up for me, right? Yeah, there. it sums it all up. Yeah, go on, make those acorns to go. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing to me here? Oh, no! Right? I could do Joe Pesci in that movie. Right? You mutt. Hey, you mutt. Right? Hey, you mutt. Kicking, right? Remember De Niro's going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ma, I gotta think. We got some, I had to get the knife. It's like deer. We hit a deer. <laughs> look at that painting. Who's that look like? Who's that look like? It's him. It's him in the painting. 
You got two dogs. This dog's looking this way, that dog's looking that way. Right? It's a good Look, move. You're gonna you're gonna dig the hole this time. Hey, hey Gary, can you do Edith Bunker? I think you're up in uh, Edith Bunker's register. I'd like to see you do Edith Bunker and Kevin do Carol O'Connor. Yeah, let's do some. Let's do good good suggestion, Mike. Thank you, Tom. And that's all Gary. Gary. <laughs> Dim with <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll do a scene from All in the Family. Kevin Gorgon, actor Kevin Gorgon, shall portray Meathead. No, not Meathead. Archie Bunker! And I will play Edith. <sighs> Go. <clears throat> you, you, got <laughs> <laughs> you got blood on my floor. <laughs> oh, Archie! Oh, Archie! What are you doing, Archie? Why don't you come around anymore, Archie? I can do good fellas now. Why don't you come around? Oh, Archie! What are you... What are you doing? You want to attract all the bulls here? We're going to get... <laughs> oh, Archie! Get your shine box! Keep him here. Keep him here. Keep him here. And you mutt. Oh, no. Remember he walks in the room. Oh, no. Oh, no. The funny thing is. Mighty tent in my shoes. That room with the, with the uh, plastic all over the place. You know where they shot that? AP Mike's apartment. That's what it actually looks like. Plastic sheets. Weird. Weird. <laughs> hey, hey, eat it to get the most expensive treat he had. Gary the squirrel. Out. <laughs> there he goes. He ran off. Never thought that would happen, huh? I think that may have been Gary's best appearance. <laughs> that, well, that was his most unforgettable the appearance. <laughs> you showed he had a little more range, than it, I think. Let's take some calls. You want to stay here? Well, you can stay here, Mike. Okay. Best show, you're on the air. Nope. Wait, no, you're not. Okay. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is Charlotte calling from Austin. How are you? Charlotte, what's going on? Well, um, I was actually calling to talk about the Entourage movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Look, okay, this is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I went to the movies this past week, and I saw something mm-hmm. in a theater, right? Yes. Maybe the dumbest thing I've seen in a theater in a long time. Okay. The continuation Maybe. of a franchise that should have been laid to rest years ago. <laughs> Alla- allowed to die. Bad acting, dumb plot. And that movie mm-hmm. was called... Mad Max Fury Road. Holy moly. <laughs> I saw that thing. Look, I liked yeah, it. I mean, did you see Mad Max? Mike saw it. Yes, I did. Look. I, I actually didn't see that. It was no, fun to I, watch. Uh, Imagine mm-hmm. this. Cirque du Soleil in cars. Okay. And then mm-hmm. you'll know what Mad Max was like. Imagine if 
Cirque du Soleil in decided. Australia, right? Yeah. Look, it was great to look right. at. It was great to look at. But there was a point mm-hmm. where I was just like, I got, ex- I get exhaustion when I see things like that. When I just like, I get just like stunts, stunts after stunt. Did you ever see Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, it's kind of sensory overload, right? Yeah. There's like a there's a point when you're seeing Cirque du Soleil, and then like they're doing the most amazing stuff you've ever seen. Like they're bouncing 200 feet in the air and like like death defying every minute. And then a half hour in, they're still doing it, but now you're just like, oh, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like they're still risking their lives. Did you? But, I saw the show in uh, Las Vegas last year. Uh, Love, which was the Beatles one. Did you ever see that, Kevin? I, I never did. No. Uh, not seen it was um it was really amazing to see um but it was also exhausting just because the physicality of all these acrobatics there's a point where there's just a there's just a, a an overload that you hit and it's all starts to cancel itself out and it's like it's just as exciting as it was in the first minute but it's just too much yeah. But there was a point in this show. And this is the point. I wish I could I wish I could see this moment again when about halfway through the show the 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 kids four kids are on a bed in the cuz it's in the round. It's in, in the in the Beatles movie. Yes, in the uh, Beatles the love the <clears throat> Cirque du Soleil uh thing. So it's in the round so and they're doing everything in like four corners so that everybody sees it a different Kind of crazy thing right up in their face in the round. So there's a point where in the middle of this theater in the round, there's a bed with these kids on it. And then the music starts to play and it's like tomorrow never knows. It's like the real Beatle tracks and it's loud and it's in quadraphonic bouncing all over the place. It's really amazing. That part is truly amazing. And cause they had the, the tracks and they're like remixing this stuff and they're adding like, Tomorrow never knows, and all of a sudden you have like the tabla from another thing within you, without you. Yes, exactly. So all of a sudden it's like this mashup of that part, and the beds in the middle of the thing, and then the 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 people in the production start pulling this sheet off of the bed, and it goes out out all the way around the entire the entirety of the 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 floor up. Into the stands, halfway into the half, half of the audience was under the sheet at this point because it goes all the way up. And then I was, I had the best seat. I was two rows behind where the sheet stopped. And then the sheet starts moving and the whole place became an ocean. The sheet turned into an ocean because it spilled all the way to the edge and this bed was rocking on the ocean. And Tomorrow Never Knows is playing at top volume with, like, elements of, like, other psychedelic Beatles things mixed in. It was truly psychedelic. <laughs> it was, like, unbelievable. It was jaw-dropping. I wish I could get to that moment again. Uh, I would I would see uh, that. I would watch that once a week. John would have liked it. That any yes, it that would. It sounds like kind of a little bit like this uh, the, the movie with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, what was that? That cr- Made in Manhattan. <laughs> no, where he's no, like this. That, yeah. Oh, do you know the, the movie cage? I'm about? 
the yeah, cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Well, he has this long crimson cape. Yeah. It just keeps getting longer and yeah. longer, and it's like <laughs> no. It was like it was like that. It was truly freaky. The cell, somebody the cell. It's called That's the cell. Right. The yeah. cell. It um. No, your description <clears throat> makes me want to do drugs. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And you mean just stop selling them and start do, doing them? Who's got a light? You start doing oh. your supply. Yeah. No, I'm, Mike doesn't <laughs> sell drugs. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that so I don't funny? Know. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't. You can't help yourself. I can't look. <laughs> In all seriousness, Mike is one of the most well-rounded, responsible, solid people I've ever met, and he is he's incredibly well-read and incredibly smart. I don't know why I keep painting this character of you as like this. That's fun. Degenerate. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't mind. No, but it's it's a it's a trope. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. But it works. It does work. Thank you for the call. It works. Oh. But, but, oh so then I saw the Entourage movie the next night. And with mm-hmm. that thing, it was like, it's like, yeah, it was stupid. But it's like, well, everybody who made it, they know it's, they know what it is. Like, it's yeah. not like they're like, why is everybody getting mad at our Shakespearean thing? It's like, no, they know it's a goof, Right. Yeah, well, I, I, it's funny you were talking about um, Cirque du Soleil because I sort of thought that, like, that sensory overload um, was definitely there with the Entourage movie with the endless celebrity cameos, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, at a certain point, it's like, everyone's famous and no one's famous, you know? Exactly. And I'll say this about <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. <clears throat> there were parts in that thing where it was so boring and so stupid because right? it would have the... Beatles, it's like one of my least favorite things is when they take the Beatles, the characters in the songs, and like they bring them to life where it's like some dudes going around dressed as Sergeant Pepper. I'm just like, I don't want. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah, me and Mr. Mustard is here. Boo. I want nothing to do with that. Well, Tom, um, I was calling because I guess my observation about Entourage um was that actually, like, Jeffrey Frere is a lot smaller um, than uh, Jimmy Connolly, and, but they never bring up the fact that Turtle is a lot shorter um, than E, and I just kind of thought that it was interesting since they're always, like, you know, down, I don't know, making fun of each other. But they're there for each other. That's the thing you got to realize. That's mm-hmm. the secret. But it's like, it's like every one of the crew is allowed, like, one fault. And it's like, that's the one fault that everyone makes fun of you for, but, like, no one will make fun of you about anything else, but, like, mm-hmm. you have the one, kind of. Yeah. It was, a, it, who was who your favorite, what was your favorite moment in the aunt? Because, look, it was terrible, but it was also super fun, and I watched every episode of that dumb show, so it was like watching a 90-minute version of the show a few years later <laughs> that I got to see. <clears throat> and then when I was leaving the theater, there was this kid in the, th- in the lobby, and he said to his friend, he's like, yeah, it was fun, you know, the one, uh, it's like the one bummer about it is that it's just like I'll never get to, like, see those characters again, and, like, I'll never get to, like, watch them be those characters again. And I got, like, I almost cried when, because it was such a sincere yeah. statement from a, a guy who was like, Wow, that was really, it it means something to this kid. And look, 
yeah, look, maybe there's something else that can mean something to him that doesn't have, uh, it's not as, uh, lunk headed as that was. And, uh, maybe, but look, the movie, they kind of play a lot of catch up in terms of just like where it's like, there's a lot of, uh, ladies who are like, uh, window dressing in, in, in various degrees of, mm-hmm. of undress or non-dress. But then like, yeah, it was Ron, like, it was Ronda, like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, it's like they tried to just squeeze like an entire season into a movie. And so they were like, okay, you know, we have to squeeze that amount of bikini in. So yeah, how, yeah. okay, there's, so there's a boat. Okay, fine. That fills a lot of that. Yeah. You know, so then, but then there was a point when, um, when, uh, Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter, is it MMA? Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Where yes, she's just yeah. like, she kind of made a lot of, um, up a lot of ground for, for like all of the other women who were not like, who were like na- right. naked in it. Like she mm-hmm. kind of like, it's like, no, there's a strong woman in this thing. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, they're just trying to not get, you know, written up in Jezebel or whatever else happens. It's so they could pass the Bechdel test, right? Yeah. Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And she seems, I like her, right? She seems like a... Yeah, she seems cool. Yeah. And she was knocking Turtle around, remember? Mm-hmm. It was fun to watch. That yeah. one of the best scenes, I would say. When she was knocking Turtle around, yeah. Yeah. Broke but, his rib or whatever. And she's she's not as, like, she's a, she was a fine actor in it, too. It's like, yeah. look... Whatever. Well, I mean, I feel like she phoned it in less than everyone else, you know? It was like eating a pile of candy that you used to go to. It, you know what that movie's like? It's like you used to go to Friendly's all the time and eat a Sunday every, uh, mm-hmm. you know, used to get a, a Reese's Pieces uh, Sunday every every week Ugh, for eight least. years. Yeah. And then you're just like, I got to stop eating at Friendly's. Yeah. This is garbage. I'm sick yeah. of eating at Friendly's. <laughs> then you're passing by friendlies like five years later. You're like, you know what? I think- uh, oh well, Tom, you're a vegetarian. Have you ever gotten the vegetarian food at friendlies before? No. Um, it's basically all just canned corn in various degrees. Mm. Yeah. Sounds delicious. And I had a. I grew up on the East Coast with a partially vegetarian family, and so when we would go out. Like for a family night out at Friendly's and order the, order the vegetarian meal, it was just basically mm-hmm. corn. Yeah. Friendly's. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you go back to Friendly's five years later, you're like, I think I'm going to stop in Friendly's. And then you go in, you're like, I haven't been here in so long. I think I'm going to order three Sundays while I'm here. And then you get three and then you eat the first one. And you're like, oh, I forgot how good these were. Then you start eating the second one. You're like, ooh, I'm slowing down mm-hmm. a little bit. And then you're like, you eat the third one, and you're like, I think I'm going to throw up. I had too much ice cream. I could have just used one Sunday. I wish it was just a, a, a show again, right? Just make it a yeah. show again. Bring it back. Bring back the gang. And you get what's-his-face in there, the new one. You get uh, – uh, the the kid from uh, what's his face is in there, Mike. Haley Joel Osment is in it now. Did you see it, Mike? Oh. Yes, I did see you it. You did. Actually, no. actually, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. what, what did you think of his performance? 
It was fine. Um, when yeah. he, he, like, plays the Texan or whatever. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton's um, kid. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I enjoyed it, you know? <laughs> it was it was fun, I thought. I, I was rooting for him. I wanted him to be... What was what was the actor in uh, Bonnie and Clyde? Uh, J. Oh. J. Michael Pollard. You know, I thought maybe mm-hmm. he could be, like, a, a new J. Michael Pollard. Mm-hmm. You know? And, mm-hmm. uh... But he's got a weird look to him. Did, he does. There's something about his skin. It looks rubber to me. Who? Uh, <laughs> uh, J. Michael Pollard? No, no. Haley uh, Joel. Haley he just Joel. had a lot of facial I, hair. He was just like done he, like a... I don't know if it was the makeup, but it made it made it look like he was wearing a rubber mask. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> right, his nice. eyes were like sort of sub, you know submerged in this rubber mask. It was that. It was that I don't weird. know. My, yeah, that was strange. <laughs> that might be that... Uh, that that you might have been uh, watching the movie. Was this? A, did you see it in a theater or did you get a street copy? No, I, I saw it in Bayonne. Yeah, the, the street copy isn't out yet. Uh, <laughs> would that be a, would that be a masses uh, screener? Not yet, not yet. Like, would you would you show the Entourage movie at masses? I would not. No, no, would I, not I, get go over. I think it, it would not go over with the masses because crowd. it's uh, it's not a little violent. too sophisticated. I would say it's not violent enough. I well, mean, it's there also is sexy stuff in the beginning, which I think would go over well. The, they would hoot. Yeah, the, the boat scene. Yeah, but then the uh, the other stuff is not made for them. That's like it's made for the for the coasts. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for the call. All right. Thanks a lot. Good night. Bye. Bye. I'm going to play a record, Mike, because I got to uh, take a break for a minute. Let's listen to this song. This new single by The Swaves on Hozak, one of my favorite labels. Hozak doing it right. Let's check this out. It's a song called Bricks and Bones. Right now.
right. Sorry about that. Don't yell at me. Setting things back up. What do you want? I am mere flesh and blood. It's me, Tom, right? Is everybody having an okay time tonight? You having fun, Mike? Mike's having a good time. All right. I'm going to take a couple calls and we'll say goodbye to Kevin and say goodbye to everybody. And uh, there's not going to be a half hour power tonight. Uh, we will have um, a uh, Friday. The, the Friday uh, show is going to be a one-on-one with Gary the Squirrel will go up. Um, it's his interview with uh, Jake Fogelnest will, will be. So that will go up on Friday as a podcast. Look for that. And you ask yourself, how do I help the best show out? How do I support the show? Well, again, it's very simple. The key thing to do is to download the show every week and to, to uh, give it iTunes reviews. But download the show. Uh, we need we need downloads. We need uh, we need to uh, 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 grow this uh, thing. Tell your friends about it. We got to keep it going. It's uh, we're we're uh, everything goes in the right direction, but it uh, it. Uh, Everything goes in the right direction, but we, uh, we gotta get it, uh. Cause look, there's some podcasts out there, man. One's worse than the next. I hear these things. They're awful. This is one of the greatest things you ever heard this show. The level that we're operating on here, man. And then you hear some of these other things, and the, these guys, uh, are, are beating listeners back with a stick. Meanwhile, we're, we're scraping? No. Let's grow it. Right? Let's grow it. So do that. Help it grow. Help it grow. Tell people about it. Download it. Support the sponsors. That's another big thing. We do a spot on the show. You're interested in what they're selling? You, you buy it and you use the the promo code. That lets people know to support the best show. Uh, that the best show is there, and it's a, a good place to advertise. <clears throat> you uh, you advert you do that. You uh, come see us live. We're doing shows on the the West Coast, uh, late August, early September. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Sharpling and Worse, they're live. Uh, you can find out about the tickets over at StereoLaughs.com slash tour. You buy merchandise at StereoLaughs.com. We got all sorts of stuff up there. That's how you, you help out the best show. So help it out, man. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hey, Tom, this is John in Portland. John in Portland. What's going on tonight, John? Uh, not much. It's hot. It's late. Um, I had one for the topic when I thought, I don't know if you're still doing that tonight. I don't think we ever started with it tonight. Oh, that one might get pushed I, for next week. 
Awful okay. never I'll... never got started. We were having too much fun with with Kevin, right? Kevin yeah, Corrigan. Yeah. I felt like the kid who uh raised his hand like way early into the discussion and every uh idea I have has been covered. Good. Good. Well, uh, well what were you going to add to the topic, young man? Ooh, um I feel terrible breaking the seal on this, but I was going to say that the Steven Spielberg movie Hook is awful. I, I I don't know if I ever saw Hook. Actually, I've seen parts of it. Well, how would you characterize it? Awful or awesome? Or it just wasn't. Oh. I wasn't interested in it, so that's why I didn't see more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, definitely. I think that's one of the um, the things I find entirely fascinating about it is that there's no there's no target for it a kids movie that was made for adults mm-hmm. or an adult movie that was made for kids I can't tell well I don't know what to tell you young man uh, it's all right. I'm going to check it out I'll take show. your word for it I'll take your word for it okay thanks, it's not bud. the worst uh, two hours and change you alright thanks buddy you're talking to somebody who saw the Entourage movie in the theater so my time <laughs> clearly has no value thank you and look, I liked uh, Mad Max. I liked it. I just didn't care after a point. Uh, does he get the 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 thing back to the thing, or does he get live? Or who really? We can't. And also, you're gonna make the action movie. Can it, can you stop moving the thing around so fast so I could see what happens when somebody gets smeared under the wheels of a truck or something? Just slow it down so I can focus on what happened. Like they 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 do these fast cuts. It's like I can't see what's what on this thing. I like it. I, I like watching it, but I I got uh I just got exhausted. And it was a, does he get to? Is Charlie's Darren gonna live? Oh, she's a okay. Uh, just tiring. She, oh, she's alive. Okay. Wait, is she still alive? I don't know. Is she going to the thing? Yeah, she's. Oh, I got tired. I got sleepy watching that. Best show, you're on the air. Hello, Tom. It's Rich from T-Nick. Hi, Rick. I'm curious to know, which ex-Nick player are you least excited to see win the finals? Uh, being which, which who, who, Iman Shumpert or J.R. Smith? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, they're not, you know, classic or, you know, Lee, or it's just not a great bunch of players that you can root for. Which are you least excited to see win? I can root for all of them. What do you, what do you mean you can't root for them? Well, they've left the Knicks in such a shambles. They've gone on to championship. Wait, wait, what do you think they did? But they didn't leave on their own. They all got traded. I know, but they're ex-Knicks now, and we're left with this bunch of nobody. We? No what, what, what position do you play? Please. I played them all. Stop, stop with that we business with sports, man. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's, 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 uh, you're, you're better than that. 
they, they, what are you, eight? They got traded. That's how it goes. With their, they're ex-Knicks now. They're the enemy. No, they're not. You really want to see J.R. Smith, a guy that never passed up a shot he couldn't miss, yeah. win a title. Yeah, I do. I would love it. I would love to see him win a title. All right, fair enough. I'd love it. I'd like to see Iman. You would. You don't want to see Iman Shumpert, a dude who gave everything he had. Yeah, I wanted to see him win it with the Knicks. Yeah, but he's not there. Okay. Uh, we could have built around these guys. We, we again? What's with, with we? We. Uh, you know what it a, is? I get. I got a read on you, man. I got a read on you. What? What's the real story here? I think I got. I got the. I know the score with you. You're. You got some. There's a bad angle with you, man. I say, and I think I know what it is. And just hear me out. Okay? Will do. You, you got something, there's something, uh, something dark brewing in your, uh, your, your closet here. And I think I know what it is. You're, you're the type of guy, you eat dinner, then you excuse yourself, you want to take a nice stroll. Kind of, kind of walk it off, right? Walk off that meal. Next thing you know, you're staring in a window, hoping you see someone changing into their, their nightgown, right? You can't help it. You're a peeper and you know it. (laughs) I hope they're changing into somebody that can shoot the ball for the Knicks. You can't help it. You, you got the, you got, it, it's like a, it's, it, 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 it's a compulsion, right? You can't help it. You just want to, you're walking through your neighborhood after you eat, a, a, eat dinner. Next thing you know, you're high, you're in the bushes, staring, peeping, seeing what you can see. It's sick. And that's who you are, isn't right it? Right through me. That's who you are, isn't it? Just say it. Own it. It's not who I'm not. Own own that that's who you are. You're, this Knicks thing is a smoke screen. <laughs> what do you do? You probably watch these Knicks games staring in windows, right? You probably don't even have cable. You probably, oh, let me, uh, oh, Knicks are playing. Oh, Knicks are playing. Yeah, I refuse the, to pay for cable yeah. vision. Knicks are playing the. Dolans are going to ruin the Knicks. Yeah, so the Knicks are playing the Jazz, so you watch it through someone's window. i got to see them, though, man. Yeah, you're sick. Goodbye. My friends, I think we're in the in the home stretch here. Kevin, would you like to say good night? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I can hear you. Well, well, let's uh, we'll say goodbye to everybody. So, uh, yeah, you. Uh, you, Kevin Corgan, actor, Kevin Corgan. People can check your, your, uh, your, uh, uh, movie results, which is a, a great movie. It's you and Guy Pierce and, uh, Colby Smulders. And it's, uh, on- and Candy Clock and Wolfman Jack and Good Night. <laughs> I think that's, uh, the, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, American Graffiti. You're a wolf man. You know that? You're you're the wolf man uh, wolf man of today. Really? Yeah. So you come in here, you eat my uh, popsicles. I'll have popsicles because <laughs> like, the free because the thing. For you to give me some melting popsicles. Yeah. Man. Wasn't that one of the 
best scenes when he goes and he's just like, and he just like, because it's like the whole thing with the, the whole beauty of Ray. I was on the show, you know, do you ever hear of Ron Bennington? Do you know, do you ever do that show? Ron and Fez? It was on, it's on satellite radio. It used to be Ron. Now it's called Bennington and it's, uh, Ron Bennington. Now he does it with his, with his daughter, Gail, who's super awesome. And I was on that yesterday. Of all things, American Graffiti came up talking and now you're bringing it up too. Completely independent of that. And Wolfman Jack, the idea of that kind of DJ was like such a powerful person because it was the only voice that reached People now we are that Kevin. We're in houses, but it's not border radio. This is worldwide now. Worldwide, you we're chaperoning the planet. Yes, so the world can eat our melting popsicles. <clears throat> it, uh, yeah, uh, that that's a. Go ahead. So you know, no, you're doing no, it. Yeah. no, you did. You just bit your <laughs> fist, which is something else I've I, been thinking about a long time. Was that a thing? Because that was like like Lenny and Squiggy would get like apparently they would get like turned on, and the only way to deal with it is to like bite your fist. Is just, that like just to eat their fist? But and then I, th- you know, I would like to know if they got that from Main Streets because mm-hmm. De Niro does that in Main Streets where mm-hmm. he's like. You, this kid, you know, it turns out that, that, that it was a joke. This kid yelled that the bulls were coming, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to kill this kid. I wanted to. He, <laughs> I wanted to kill this kid. And well, he, it couldn't have because that was the fifties, and Main Street took place in the seventies. I believe so. It's like a twenty-year gap, right? So you're right. So you're absolutely right about that. When he's walking in Main Street, I watched Main Streets a couple of years ago. And I hadn't seen it in a long, long time. And I'm watching that first scene. And it took me like like 10 seconds to be like, oh, my God, that's Robert De Niro in that scene when he's walking. Because it's just like his physicality is so different than what he is now because he's an older guy and he's he's Robert De Niro now. Then he was like – it's almost like they just cast some animal off the street to star in a movie. And at the same time, he could have been in the Beatles. I mean, you know, he just looked like a mop top. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just like, just like wandering around. You know, you you don't know what this guy's going to do next. He's like looking, he's blowing up mailboxes and <laughs> yeah, dancing scary to Jumpin' Jack Flash in a bar in the West Village or yeah. There's a guy who who call who's been calling the show for a long time. He lived in Honolulu, Hawaii. Can you imagine? He's from Hawaii. He's a native Hawaiian. He moves from Hawaii and lives pretty much on... He gives up the keys to paradise and says, I think I'll live on the street where the San Gennaro Festival happens. Every... Now he lives on a thing and has to step over like half-eaten Zeppelis and, like, that's the neighborhood. Can you imagine going from Hawaii to that street? I, I, I hope that was part of his fantasy. I don't know. I think he might have just, like, <laughs> he might have rented the place online, and then the person's like, oh, it's a charming neighborhood. And then suddenly he's there, and then 
he sees them like setting up like 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 sausage fryers and things like hey what are you guys doing you doing a thing tonight tonight this goes for four months <laughs> you idiot <laughs> this is this is half the year we do this and uh no but he's it's funny when you talk about New York and you have that in you I think about him coming from a completely different place to kind of and then to have that be where he is now he's at the epicenter of that I was looking for the same place that that guy was looking for mm-hmm and he was coming from Hawaii. Yeah. I was coming from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Manhattan is a country unto itself. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, the Bronx is just a suburb of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, plenty of people I knew grew up in Manhattan. And it was, like, totally different from growing up in a Queens, Brooklyn, or Bronx, Staten mm-hmm. Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to wrap it up now, We're gonna wrap unfortunately. It up. So results, people can see it. It's on demand. Is it in theaters as well, or is it on? It's at the IFC theater. Okay. So you either see it in the theater, you watch it on your television, you do the talk show. Is there another one coming up soon? Um, We're working on it. We're we're working on it. Where can people find out about upcoming installments of... The Kevin Corrigan Show. Oh, they can look up. They can just Google Corrigan Show. Okay. And it'll it'll pop up there. Uh, Corrigan Show or talk show series. Okay. Slash Corrigan Show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And there's a, a a very well maintained sort of a site that 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 uh, uh, documents all photos and 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 uh, SoundCloud clips and and everything that we've done. Okay, yeah, and it's a it's a really great show. And w- anything else that's happening in the that you want the people to know about? I had a great scene with Brian Dennehy. Yeah, which who who came up in the show tonight in a in a, a, a TNT series that will begin airing in August called Public Morals. Okay, uh, Michael Rappaport is also in it. It was created by Edward. Burns, okay. who wrote and directed and starred in all 13 episodes of the thing that they ordered. It was uh, pretty remarkable. Okay, so that's going to be uh, this summer? And that's a, that's a, it's a period piece set in New York in the 60s. Okay. August, it's coming. So that's August. Anything else? <clears throat> no, that's it. Okay. And people can follow you on, on Twitter. They can. You're at, was it Kevin F.? That's right. Corrigan? F. Corrigan. Yes. Uh, Comma, actor. That's, and that is a well-earned comma and word after the comma. You are truly somebody who I, I am, I'm a huge fan of yours and it is, I'm so glad you came down and, uh, we, uh, we got to do this and anytime you ever want to come, Please come and hang out. Thank you. I, you know, uh, thank you. I, I just wanted to say, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I love Letterman. Mm-hmm. He's gone now. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that you're still here. Oh, that's the nicest thing you could have said. It, yeah. You, 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 you have swooped in to fill that void. Well, honestly. Thank you, Kevin. 
Crystal Robots. Tell us about Crystal Robots. We'll hear, we're going to hear something from Crystal Robots uh, as we end the show. Crystal Robots is really Daniel Harnett, who is my Dylan. He's John Lennon to me. He's mm-hmm. the man. Okay, but you, you contribute some, some, uh, some bass guitar to Sometimes. this. Sometimes. Sometimes you do. But Daniel is the, the driving force. And Ahmed Karim on drums and Richard Martin on lead guitar. Okay. So we are going to hear a song called Sleepy Thing by Crystal Robots. And everybody, thanks for listening. This Friday, uh, episode of One on One with Gary the Squirrel goes up. You can get that with uh, his interview with Jake Fogelnest. Um, you can go to stereolaughs.com slash tour and find out about then get your tickets for the shows in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and Los Angeles at the end of August, beginning of September, Sharpling and Worcester Live. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening, and let's hear this song by Sleepy Things on The Best Show right now. Good night. You up to talk to you, to get out of town, to call you up.